Alright, alright, alright. Hello everybody and welcome to uh, episode one of Fairweather Fans Podcast. I am your host, Dan Fairweather, here with my co-host Tyler Pasca. Tyler, uh, say some words. Well, first of all, this view is unreal. Pretty good, uh, pretty good. Big things coming. Uh, we're hoping that this podcast just keeps getting better and better. And you know what? All starts with a good first, right? Exactly. I mean, you got to make the, the, the good first impression. That's what we're hoping to do here today. This is actually the second time we've recorded this episode. Got a little technical difficulties the first time, but um, everything you hear on from, from after we talk about the uh, Philadelphia Flyers will be from the other day, but yeah, we're just re-recording. We're absolutely stoked to, to, to be here and doing this, and we're, we're hoping to, you know, get a couple of hundred episodes on our boat. Yeah, yeah the recording sunked us the first sonked. time around, huh? Sonked. My, well, basically, Look up sonked I mean, we'll give, you, we'll give you a quick rundown. My microphone legit flatlined. Yeah, flatlined. It died. I mean, it had to, we had to get that. You, you could hear the hospital. Beep. Yeah, and we, we lost the going, but, but we're back. Uh, everything's sorted out. No more technical difficulty. No more te- technical difficulties. You'll hear a few of those word mumbo jumbos going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Later I, I, on. I am yeah. a shell of a human being, but never, <laughs> nonetheless, we are going to march on. March on. So, uh, I think, you know, if, if you're wondering what we're, what we're going to be discussing on, on these episodes, it's going to be mostly sports. I mean, I think you'll find that we know a lot more about hockey than the other sports that we discuss. But, uh, you know, we're try, trying to get everything in. It's, it's the beginning of the uh, the NHL playoffs. They, they start tonight, Caps Bruins, 7.30 NBC. But, um, yeah, we're, we're going to try and get to everything, especially uh, when the playoffs is, is done. But, um it's definitely gonna be our main focus, but you know, with that said, let's let's begin. I think I think we're, we're gonna be covering every single team that, that didn't make the playoffs this year. You know, we're gonna be you know question what went wrong and and what what's in store for them next year. So uh, I think I think there's there's no better team to start with when it comes to problems than uh, the boys up north, the Buffalo Sabers. What do we think about that? It's been how many years since Jack Eichel got drafted? Now six, six, six and yeah. nothing. Pretty pretty has Changed. Nothing has changed. It's you tra- like you're, you know you move pieces out. Now you move pieces in. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, I mean, and it sucks. Some of the front office moves are just absolutely, absolutely abysmal. They're and, abysmal. I mean, you signed Jeff Skinner, a notorious you know shaky goal scorer. You paid him nine million dollars. Pretty ridiculous. Per year I mean, for the look, next seven years. And when you look at it, you have guys like Nathan McKinnon, Dave Pasternak, uh, Leon Draisaitl, all making six million dollars, and you're paying big money for guys like that who aren't going to guarantee your results. I mean, that, that's really what you get. But it's 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 better than moves. Bad moves are better than no moves, I guess. And you know what? They did try and bring in former MVP Taylor Hall, who. Is now know, I mean now we a had, Boston Bruin. We ended up on the better side of that. Anders Bjork. Yep. See you, Anders. Second rounder. We're okay with that. We're yeah. all right with that. But you know what? I like the idea. Taylor Hall. You know, familiarities with the coaching staff. So I mean, it did. I mean, it felt all right at the time. But you know what? Some of the other moves that they made just are really biting them. They're biting them. No, I mean the way the way I see it is that you know. You're making moves, and you expected them. I mean, this year at least, coming in with the squad that they had and on paper, you were, you thought they they could easily be a, a playoff contender. You know, Taylor Hall, Victor Olofsson, you had Jack Eichel, obviously. You had plenty of talent. It seemed like everything that went wrong did go wrong. You know, it's a shame because they have great fans, great city, and they had the pieces, and, and they obviously haven't had any success since you know the Dominator was in that. <clears throat> back before I, like I was even born, but well, I mean they did have like a run. Ah, 2007, 
I think that team with Briere. 2010 Drury, was good too with, with Brian Miller. Van, uh, Vanek, Pommelville. Congrats, congrats on the retirement, by the way. Yeah, he's a little. Yeah, I mean, we'll give a hand to that for sure. Greatest American born goaltender? Can you say that? I. Can you say that? I think you can. Okay, good. Tim Thomas. Good news. That's yeah. all I'm going to say, Tim Thomas. 2011 Tim Thomas. Hardware. That's all that matters. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I mean, we love you, Tim. Shifting, you shifting, shifting away from the the bad of the Buffalo Sabers, which you know, I, there's no lack of that. You know, we can talk about that all day. But uh, one guy that, that that came in is Anders Bjork. We know him very well, the the, the speed winger, and, and he is he's you know he's producing, which is great. But the way the way I see it, when you look at that trade, you, you know, he's obviously loved in that Bruins locker room. So I see it as he's he's you know Don Don Sweeney when he had to make the trade. Obviously, it's Taylor Hall. You have to make that trade. You're sending a guy that, that you know everyone loves in the locker room and has been in the organization since 2017. Came in with McAvoy and and, and DeBrusque and those guys. So you know you're sending him to a place where he can get numbers and hopefully establish his game. So I think you know they they obviously wanted to send him to a place uh, you know where he can actually hone his skills and get minutes. So you know, it's good because well, yeah, he's making the most of it. He's playing a better role. Like, yeah. He's he's getting so much more ice time. Like he was barely touching the ice with us. Exactly. So I mean, it's not like when you think back about that trade. I mean. Yeah, it didn't look like much at first, but you know what? He might be something. He might be something. I think he can develop he, into a good player. Yeah, he could be a you know solid. I'd say solid middle six guy. Right, and who knows? Second, third line guy, depth scoring. Hopefully, you know he's shown flashes of he it. He could even come back. I mean, he, he's he's a free agent after this season. Is he an RFA? He's uh, an RFA. I don't know if it's R R or U, but he's a free agent I for think sure. He might be an RFA. Yeah, well, we could probably double check. That we could probably, that. yeah, but it's whatever. So he, you know, he's free reign to go anywhere. And in a time where he's he's coming up on a contract year and he needed to produce, so <clears throat> when he's negotiating with these teams for deals and money, you can say, hey, look, I, I got minutes. So if you give me that, I can produce for you. And, you know, that's worth a lot in the, in the National Hockey League. Maybe get into some where Jack Eichel could land because it sounds like there's a bit of a falling out with his general manager. Oh my and goodness! May, maybe get out of there, some Jack. Mock trades, Jack. You're too good for them, Jack. I mean, you know. Jack, I'd tell you to come home, but we don't have the cap space right now. No, man. I don't think we ever will. Not <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning. We, we, got have, we don't play money ball. Zero cap space. Zero. I mean, we got to worry about Krejci and hopefully getting Hall back. And Brandon Carlos, free agent. Kevin Miller is probably going to retire, you know, one year deal. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's a lot to, to worry about in Jack Eichel. It's a little bit more than Don Sweeney and Cam Neely can, can really plan for. But, I mean, when you look at <clears throat> Jack Eichel and teams that need him, we talk about this later on is is you know where I think he he could really um, go and, and produce where where he's most needed is, is L A because L A they're on the back end of, of a dynasty they obviously have their old guys but the pieces they have just aren't good but it's still enough to 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 hopefully give to Buffalo and, and give them a good pitch but yeah I would love to see him go to the Kings I mean this is de- I mean I like L A too because it's definitely a team that you can kind of start from scratch and start to build around Jack Eichel in a lot better way but. Next is you know probably the biggest mystery in this division the, the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, you want to start? Cause I, I have no idea what went wrong. What went wrong? What went wrong with this team? Uh, <laughs> go. I mean, you're looking at the wrong guy because I also have no clue what that. Yeah. What the- hell is going on in Philadelphia? That's a good looking hockey team on paper. And right. They got some young guys. Very they good. got a good mix of young guys and veterans. Yeah. They had. A solid goalie going into the season in Carter Hart, and he just laid a goose egg uh-huh. all year long. Which it happens. I mean, you uh, rookie goalie, right? You know, in, you know, rookie young, young, yeah, yeah same Which, thing. Which I mean, same thing. People were comparing him to Carey Price, so just to see him drop a dud like that, 
make them miss the playoffs is, is if you're a Flyers fans, not not what you love to see, but you know, like they they have a very good team. Like coming in, they they were expected to be one of those top four that, that makes it. And, you know, it's just like inconsistency. I'd say when you when you can't find a when you can't find it like a square issue, I'd just say it's inconsistency inconsistency in goaltending. Yeah, you know what? I mean, and now for the Flyers, I mean, you traded Eric Gustafson, who you signed to a one-year deal. I mean, you start to see, you know, a little bit of a dismantling of the team, but you wonder how much longer Voracek's got, how much longer Giroux's yep. got, your captain. Your captain. And how? Wh- at what point do you say, okay, the run is over with this team, it's time to turn it over to the young guys? Well, yeah, I mean, they have plenty of young guys to, to turn on to, like Travis Konechny. I mean, their decor is Joel all young Farabee guys. Joel Farabee is disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, it's so fun to watch. Um you guy, but yeah, I mean, you have all those young guys. You have Konechny, you have you know, Philippe Myers, you have Shane Gossespierre, even though you know he's had a tough year. But Provorov, yeah, Provorov, I mean, all of your decor is, is young guys. So definitely, I mean, there's definitely a, a great young core. Still and room to be, still room to develop. And there, plenty so. of veterans there too. Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes, right. I mean, Jeru and Voracek. You yeah. got plenty of Oscar Lindblom who's right. starting to be, you know. I bet he's big leader in that locker room, especially about what we'll, we'll get you know, to him. Get to him in his, in his recent accomplishments later. You but. know, his teammates definitely have so much and respect they, and they for him. And they have the coaching. Alain Vigneault. Alain, I, mean, oh, I mean, they had Vigneault, and they had uh, they used to have Michelle Terry, and I mean, they had three former head coaches there at one point. Yeah, I know, and it was it was scary as a fan of the Bruins. You're just like, holy, holy shit! That's a, these guys, a good are, staff. Yeah, I, and they had uh, they they had uh, what's his name, guy with the gray hair, whatever. But he, he Lindy Ruff. Didn't they have Lindy Ruff? Yeah, I think he was younger, which whatever, we'll, we'll keep going. Oh, yeah, they, they, at some point, they were just like, <clears throat> they were just a scary team on paper, and they still are. So I think they just dropped a dud. They got to learn how to be more consistent and play better as a unit. I mean, honestly, very disappointing year, but I mean, you don't got to hit the panic button like the Rangers did. I mean, that's a team that had an, you know really solid bubble run, uh-huh, and for sure. they had a lot of expectations coming into the year, and... You know, you don't know if those expectations caught up with them, you know, got in their heads a little bit. You don't know if they came into the season a little high and mighty. I mean, it could have been a multitude of different things, but, you know, from the outside, we can only judge. But we actually don't know what went on with the Philadelphia Flyers because that's a team that's just so – they're so good. Yeah, and, and, you, and you they're always good. You don't know why it didn't click this they're year. They're always good. You and don't you, know why it didn't click. It's the Broad Street Bullies. Exactly. And you have Nolan Patrick, who was who – was, Number one overall pick. And, yeah, right. And he hasn't panned out. I mean, that's you. You absolutely luck out getting that draft pick. And he was supposed to be really good too, coming and he right still out can of the be. draft. Still he can, can be. He's still young. He's just fourth liner right now for them. So he's got to find his game. And if he does, that team's gonna be scary. The injuries just piled up on him a little bit early on in his right. career. So, you know, you're hoping for in the next two years. I'd say you're looking for some drastic improvement until you say, okay, he's a bust. You know, he's a career exactly. fourth line. You can't guy. write him off. He's yet. a fourth line. That would just be unfair. Because, yeah. but yeah, if you, if you can get some chemistry with the other young guys on that team, Farabee and Konechny, it could be good for years to come. Which you know, which is not the new Flyers. They're they're a great organization. So I guess we'll see where, where they go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm good. Yeah. I mean, right. right about right around here is, is where the the technical difficulties occurred. So uh, we're just gonna dip in and talk about the New York Rangers. But yeah. <laughs> so basically, we were talking about the New York Rangers. And boy, oh boy, is that a dumpster fire. So, if you haven't heard the news, which you probably have, Dolan has cleaned house. Clean house for that organization. He's gotten rid of the coach. He's gotten rid of the, 
For the GMs? Yep, like Shepard and MW2. Clean and house. Clean President, I, The only GM. person that's still there is Chris Jury. Chris Jury, baby. I he love has the that keys to, He has the keys to the kingdom now, which if I'm him, I'm, I'm very happy about that. But, I mean, just like just watching them has been a pleasure. Watching from the outside. It's like, it's like a car crash. Can't Tom Wilson single, single-handedly, single-handedly just took them down. They took, he took them down. That single Canadian man. <laughs> All it took was one, it was one head slam. Done. <laughs> One head Done. slam to a Russian in the New York Rangers front office. Up. What? I'm surprised Putin didn't step in. <laughs> Imagine. That's why That's why the uh, gas prices Russians. are so high now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hacked the, <laughs> hack the pipeline. They're like, yeah, you want to hurt yeah, my you players? Wanna, you want to mess with Putin and Russia? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Okay. I mean, I, I think the only the only question we can ask right now is where do you go from here? Like, is The personnel, I'm guessing, is going to stay the same. Yeah, I, I oh, Dave Quinn also got fired, too, their head coach. Yeah. And the whole coaching staff got canned. They had a sick year. They exceeded expectations times They were so, clo- they were so close to us, and they made the Bru- Bruins fans so nervous yeah, down right till the end. Breathing down our neck. And then and Tom Wilson helped us out a little bit. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, so James, James Dolan had had enough. Yeah. He, that guy, he's a squid. Yeah, what do you, I mean, ugh. He owns the Knicks, too, right? Yes, he does own the New York Knicks. Yeah, yeah he, I think he owns everything. He saw the and Knicks he, doing good, and he was like, oh, time to ruin the Rangers. I, I don't now. know. That guy, everything he's touched has just turned to pure shit. So if I'm, if I'm asking, if I'm looking for to, to point a finger, it's going straight to him. If, if, if you're asking me, I'm outside of the picture when it comes to the Rangers. I really couldn't care. I'm glad they're not breathing down the Rangers' neck. They have good prospects, though. Let's talk about their players. I don't I, think I've ever seen a team that good get blown up like that front office-wise. I, it's not something staff. you see. Because I mean, there's it was, it was the biggest the story of the season. Team's good. You got a you got a Norris candidate on defense at Adam Fox. Yeah, you, I mean, just like it's just, it's pretty similar. They are they are reaping the benefits from a certain trade that they made with the Boston Bruins in 2018 for Rick Nash. Yeah, Ryan Lindgren them. is a stud. It's another guy I was talking about earlier. How like we got, we got and to see him. the first round pick that the Bruins happened to trade. Eventually turned into Condre Miller. Yeah, another good Decent. left shot defenseman. So when, you, when you look at these guys, they're very similar to what we were talking about in the Flyers. That even gets picked up by these mics. But young guys, obviously good pieces that you can build upon. You have Lafreniere, you have Buchnevich, who isn't who isn't too old. You have uh, Ryan Strom, who's relatively young. You have Vitaly Kravtsov. He, he can put the puck in that. Philip Hedl, Kevin Rooney. I don't know if he's going to be. He's a boss guy. I don't know if he's going to be part of the whole entire thing, but I guess we'll see. St. John's Prep alum Colin Blackwell yeah. had like 12 talks this year. Not yep. bad. Not, not bad. bad. Sturkin in that. Yeah. Not, and then, and mean, then on the back end is where, is where you really see the, the, maybe, the studs. Maybe. You have Kendra Miller. Maybe. He's, he's Wisco, right? He's it, Wisconsin. Condra? Yeah. Yeah. He's Wisconsin. You have Adam Fox from Harvard. Libor Hayek. Decent. Le- Zach Jones. That, I mean, in the midst of, of that absolute gunfire that we saw <laughs> last week, just like absolute bloodbath, the one kid, he was like, hey, guys, like, I can play. Hey. And I'm, <laughs> if hey. I'm a Rangers fan, it's like it's like it's just like a flower in the middle of a war zone. And they got a kid coming up from uh, the Brandon Wheat Kings they picked last year in the draft, Braden Schneider. Yeah. This kid is a He can play. Tank. He can play. He's a tank. He's a shutdown guy yeah. that you put alongside Condre Miller. And it's it fits. It's perfect. I mean, yeah, they 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 have the guys, no doubt. When you look at when you look at their first power play, and your three guys are, are their guys that are going to be on the team for possibly the next ten years or so. You their, their first unit is Bucinavich, Ryan Strom, Lafreniere, Adam Fox, and Mika Zibanejad. And Zibanejad, 
if I'm not mistaken, is still in his 20s, you know? Late 20s, yeah. 28, 29? Uh, let's see here. He's 28. He's so 28. He's, he's got a good... He's still maybe got... Seven, yeah. He's playing his best hockey right now. Yeah, he's a pure goal scorer, Pure too. goal scorer. And, so. hey, maybe, maybe offseason, maybe add some Jack Eichel to that mix. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Can we talk about Jack for the third time in the last 20 minutes? I mean, he's a hot topic right now. I don't think we talked about where he could go. But I think we'll start with this. If he's going to the Rangers, who are you asking for? Who are you asking for if... if well, if you're the GM of, of, of I mean, you're either Sabres. asking for Lafreniere or Kako. It's yeah. probably going to be Kako. You're probably going to want Ryan Strom. Um, Do you ask? I think he's. Gonna, I think they'd ask for Lafreniere. I think they'd ask for Zabanjad. I think they'd ask for maybe even Heedle, Kraftsov. I think they they could Heedle, go, yeah, definitely they'll ask for Heedle. I, I think if 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 you're the Rangers, you're saying no to to one guy, one guy only, and that's Alexi Lafreniere. That's I mean that's your golden goose. That's a guy you went out and you Number you tanked last season so you could get that guy. Now you got him. So I don't think you're you're too quick to rush him out for a guy like Jack Eichel. Maybe hoping that you can pair him with pair him with with Lafreniere. So yeah, but you know there's going to be a lot of prospects. I definitely see Ryan Strom. Being uh, booted up to upstate, if yeah. Jack Eichel's coming down to Manhattan, um, I think it would take a lot of picks. More of a lot of in picks. My opinion. Yeah, I mean, trade one one C for one C. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, you could definitely see that. I actually could see him going either which way, but I think you know, right now is a good a good a good moment to, to segue away from the Rangers and, and just more towards the Eichel talk and maybe make some predictions to where to, to where he might end up. Right now, I think the front runners to get him are the Rangers, the L.A. Kings. I have heard are showing interest. Boston, Boston doesn't go after him. Uh, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. Not not now. I you read can't now. That, that they would be asking for for Pasternak or McAvoy. I I could in if, to, uh, to to even more than that. I think I'd stop becoming a Bruins fan if they traded McAvoy. Me too. I, I, I mean, think I'd actually guy. like. Yeah, there's certain guys on each team that you just can't let go, and he's obviously it. I yeah. mean, people have even spent a lot of talk, even after that report got out of that, that's what they'd be asking if if you would do a Pasternak for Eichel swap, which, in my opinion, the chemistry that they're building with, with the top guys of Bergeron and Marshawn, you just can't. You yeah, can't, you can't that. replicate that. Yeah. You, you can't replicate that. And I there's mean, a reason not, why they're called the perfection line. Yeah, I mean, you, you could say that Krejci might be heading out the door and you need a, you need a second center, but the way Krejci's playing. He should stick around. And if you got the cache. Playoff crutch coming up. Exactly. On a hot plate for I you. Mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think that, that Jack Eichel is, is the playoff player that David Krejci is. Coming Sue fresh me. out of the oven. Sue a little me. hot playoff crutch. How exactly. are you? That's Watch exactly it. what that team needs, but that's for that's for later. But right now, I mean, if you're asking me, I think he, the package that this, this one team can put together that can really entice Buffalo to trade him there, and I think this would be a great spot for Eichel, be L.A. I think LA is where I, if I had my choice, I would absolutely say send them, send them out west, mm-hmm. away from away from our teams. Bye bye. Yeah, get out of here. Go go to that division. And, and when you look at the guys that they can offer them, they got some good studs. You know, you got Turcott, you got um, Byfield. Yeah, yeah. Kaliev. Yeah, exactly. They got they got plenty. They got plenty of prospects. I mean, I you mean, can't you can't sit here and say that it it, it can't happen because it definitely could. And and with this team that. You know, obviously had so much success in the past with the three cup teams and stuff like that. Like their best, their best years are behind them. If mm-hmm. you're asking me, if you look at their bottom six right now, it's absolutely pathetic. <laughs> I mean, best player is, is Brandon Lemieux when he's playing fourth line. Oh. Not, I mean, that kid. There's a reason he got shipped out of New York, and they could have used him. 
Oh, Try to okay. use them in that in that Tom Wilson situation. But yeah, your top three is Anthony Sioux is your first is is your top right winger. That's unacceptable. Ah, uh, yeah, oh, so yeah. Well, you know the good thing for LA is if you get Jack Eichel, then you you kind of got you know a clean slate with him and Kopitar down the middle. And you're LA, you're LA. Hey, you got Anze Kopitar, Jack Eichel, and we're LA. You want to come play in LA? Yeah. And yeah. I'd like to go play in the Staples Center. All of these scrubs that are on your roster right now. Yes, I would love to go play in the Staples Center. Exactly. I love to go share an arena with LeBron James. Yeah, why Are you not? Serious. That's what LA needs right now. They need another like superstar coming in. Yeah, exactly. But they they, they always have superstars coming in. But something needs to happen with LA, and, and we'll get to them eventually. But yeah, we'll actually get to I them shortly. I think that's exactly what they need. Actually, gonna get to them shortly. But yeah. first, we got the Anaheim Ducks the going Anaheim back, Ducks. going out to the Uh-oh. west, the Honda going, Center boys, going out to the mighty Ducks. You know. Disney's team, baby. Disney's team. This is a team that's very confusing. Very confusing. I mean, 17-30-9. They're last in the West, second worst in the league. And a team that, for being second worst in the league, didn't get that much flack this year. Because, you know, you had guys like Zekris and Drysdale come to the team and show some promise. I mean, that's for as crappy as they played. Imagine just, they got a lot of hype. Imagine just being a Ducks fan, just watching the World Juniors imagine and be like, that guy. kid is going to be our first-line center for I mean, a lot any, of years. Anyone who watched the World Juniors is like, I would love for that kid to be on my team. And you look up, and you're like, the he Ducks. Go, it's like first like game in San Diego on the AHL team. Goes in, just backhand right. roof job on the shootout. I'm like, okay. And yeah. it's all... So now he's going to do I it mean, at the pro level. You, say what you want. Say what you want about Canada. And, uh, I mean, they didn't win the World Junior, the World Junior Classic. They actually lost, if you forgot, to the United States of America. But the U.S. players have ran this league this year. Mm-hmm. Ran it. I mean, obviously, you have Conor McDavid, which you're always going to have the top two players be Canadian or something around there. That guy's ridiculous, which we will also get to. But, I mean, you got, you got guys like Caulfield. You got guys like Zegris. You got even Kaliev, like, had some had some shine at the beginning of the season for the Kings. It's, it's just ridiculous. And you have Spencer Knight for Florida. That that whole team's going to be all over the place. Yeah, we're going to look back on that team and be like, yep. That's the nastiest yep. World Junior team liner, besides liner, that. Uh, all-star, all-star, all-star. That is probably the best team I've seen besides the 2017 team. team, yeah. With Chuck Greenway, Colin That team Light. was ridiculous. Ugh, Adam Fox. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I love that team. That team Tyler great. Parsons, young Tim Thomas. Yeah, Kiefer Bellows. That team was gross. Kiefer Beller. Oh, Bellows. Ooh, Kiefer watch Bellows. it. Watch yourself. Yeah. Now he's he's on the he's on that team. But yeah. I mean, if you look at the Anaheim Ducks lineup, I I I love it. I, this team could be the future dynasty. If you look at it, I mean, you got you got guys in your in your in, on your fourth line. What? Dan, Danton Heinen. Danton Heinen. <laughs> Second line left wing. Danton Heinen. Danton obviously, Heinen. left wing needs some help. But you got you have a bunch of young guys. You got. Zegers playing first line. I mean, you have your first line center of the future right there. What do you do with Getzloff? Come to Zegers, Terry. Oh, you, keep him. Keep him. He's, he's got getting a couple old. More years. I, I, I'd Teach say he's got a year. How, how, I, how to be good vets and stuff think, like that. I think he resigns for another year and then. You think so? That's it. I think that's it for Getzloff and Anaheim. I think he then goes and tries to uh, cup chase after that. But oh, you think he gets out? I thought. Yeah, you, I think, thought he might no. Yeah. Tired. Well, I mean, he's got a. He's an unrestricted free agent at the yeah. end of this year. So I mean. He could very well leave this year. I mean, there was talks about him getting traded at the deadline, too. right? But like, nobody wanted to take on an eight million dollar cap it for like a thirty-five year old center. Obviously not. And they might loan him off just for a couple picks. But like when you look at this team, who had success in the past, back in 2016, 2017, and 2015, they were like making deep in the playoffs. We haven't even talked about their best player though, John Gibson. Right. 
lights out. Another young goalie who can. Another is he? He's he's, he's American, right? Yes, he is American. Yeah, this is an American team right here, folks. This Mighty is, Ducks of yeah. Anaheim. Come on, exactly. bring them back. Yeah, they're 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 playing for their nation for sure. But get the Minnesota Miracle Man at head you know, coach. Come on, as bad as they've been, and it stinks because you'd love to see them how they do against the rest of the league. It's a, the crap part about this whole entire situation is you play the same exact seven teams the whole entire year, so you don't really get to see how they play against different opponents. But like as it stands right now, I I can, I can see this lineup. If they get a couple more pieces, then they could go really far. You know, J- Josh Manson had a good year. Cam Fowler's they got a great back end. Lindholm. Yeah. In there too. Yeah, he's yeah, hurt. He, he but didn't play that, that much this year. But yeah, Jamie Drysdale. They got a lot stud. of good, lot of good pieces on the back end. Right. And you know, when it, you get a, you get you get top four defensemen, two top two lines being Cam Fowler, Josh Manson, and then Hampus Lindholm and Jamie Drysdale. Like, you're in good shape. Stuff, that's the stuff you build you're around. In, you're, you're in good shape. Yes. Yeah, so With John think, Gibson and Net, yeah, they're in right. good shape. I mean, I don't really think we have to talk about what went wrong. I think it's just an experience, a bunch of rookies coming in and, yeah. and them kind of adjusting to the league. So, yeah, we don't have to spend too much time on them. But uh, now now you move into back the team we were just talking about. Back it up. <laughs> Kings. Going back finished to Finished 21-27-7. and, seven and Six in the West. Um, you know, not much to say about them like we just talked about. Kind of, a, kind of a crappy lineup they have going on. Made, made a good move uh, getting Jeff Carter out of there, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. He's been really good for Pittsburgh, but they, they get rid of Carter. Him. Yeah. Um, early in the year, how about Dustin Brown being like a top five goal scorer in the league? I exactly. thought he was back in 2012 he was again. A huge, yeah, he was a I, huge trade uh, trade deadline target, and he's just out. thought we were back in 2012 again for a minute. Um, right. Jonathan Quick was, was subpar. I mean, he's, he's been plagued with injuries all year. Yeah. Not really much you can you can talk about there, yeah. but I mean, there's obviously moves that need to be made, and, and I think you know go out and get some big fish for the guys that you have. You obviously have a lot of prospects. That's you have it. a great pool from just being absolute bottom tier of the league. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of work to be done if you're the GM of the LA Kings. But a lot to look forward to in the future with a lot of those prospects. I mean, you just picked oh. Quentin Byfield second overall so last year. So fun to watch. Arthur Kaliev could be a really good goal scorer in this league if you can just figure out like his skating mechanics a little bit. Right. Uh, who else they got? Uh, Talking about Turcotte. Oh, Turcotte too. Yeah, Turcotte's yeah. a stud. He's another good one. I mean, I mean they he, got he's right up there with those Zegers, Caulfield kind of guys. That like, could be your one-two punch when Kopitar leaves. Exactly. Easily. I mean, if you're if you're the gym, do you trade do you trade those top guys because you're not winning anytime soon? No, absolutely not. not. So I think you have their to consider, window's shut. That's shut for yeah, a long you, you time. You have to now. consider trading those guys like Drew Doughty and Anze Kopitar and definitely Jonathan Quick with Cal Peterson coming in. Yeah, hundred percent. That kid can play. That kid can play. I mean, 100%. everyone knew he could play. Just like. Similar situation with Spencer Knight of Florida. That kid could play, and everyone knew it, and he's coming in, and he's, he's absolutely just doing pretty well. Obviously not on a winning team, but like you're seeing good signs. So I, th- I think if you're the GM of the Kings, you have you have a ton of work to do. I think you just flip this thing upside down and, and get those young guys in the position to, to potentially you know be stars in this league. Absolutely. Yeah, you got it. You hit the nail on the head and yeah. uh, move on to San Jose. For, yeah, for sure. The Shocks. The Shocks. The Shocks. All right, so first we got to give a nice round of applause to Patrick Marlowe, potentially wrapping up on a career last night, capped off with a 6-0 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Hold that thought, though. Hold it. I did see on a post from TSN that was saying potentially Patty Marlowe's final game, his son commented on the photo and said, he's not retiring. I'm dead serious. I looked at it. And it's it's it, did he say that? It's for his baby? son. It's his son, and yeah. it's legit. No, like, I trust he, you. But is that what he said for baby's not retiring? Yes, he said he's not, he's not retiring. I, Who's I, giving him a deal? San Jose. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, they get, so? What do you? San Jose's not. Winning I would hate. Anything. Trust me, I'm all for it. Keep climbing that ladder of most games played. Make it harder for other people. Just so keep that, I mean, yourself in that record. And hey, keep them on the bottom six. Give him, you know, nine hundred fifty thousand. Give him a million dollars. He can like, still scoot. He's like what 41, 42? He's 42. He can still skate. He is. I don't know. I feel like the the league, and I feel like if he left, it would be the perfect time, just because he did that. Yeah. Realistically, really, I think he's it's a good idea. Center right now. He's not bottom six. They have nobody to, to go in his spot. They're, they're, uh, their prospect pool isn't too great. No, they, that's a team that you're going to see blow it up they real should. soon. Couture is yeah. going to get out of there. I don't know about Hurdle, but, you know, Burns and Carl. I mean, Carlson hasn't really guess panned out. First, guess who the first on the wing is? You couldn't if I gave you a million dollars. Radic Simek. No, nope, it's Alexander Barabanov. Barabanov. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, the way I look at it is like kind of back-to-back years. How how the Senators blew it up after losing in uh, 2017 in the East Conference yeah. Finals. How they yeah. kind of blew it up because they knew you know that was their core. They just made their run after 2016. The Sharks, besides you know the good series that they had against Vegas and all those good series, oh, like, they are they're one. falling apart at the seams right now. And I think before it's too late for these guys like lose their for guys like Evander Kane, Couture, Hurdle. I mean, that's I another know. Hurdle's got a lot of good hockey. That's to play. another talking point. Evander Kane. Yeah. Bankrupt? Like, whoa. Oh, he's bankrupt, yeah. What Gambling. What happened Gambling there, baby. man? Like, Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. That's, a, that's, that's Vegas flu. That's a team that you're going to see blow it up. I mean, yeah. as they should, because, I mean, their prospect pool isn't horrible. Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, Couture, they're not getting any younger. So that If I'm Eric Carlson, I'm confused. I am San wrong. Jose. I am, I am blowing it up tomorrow. Yeah. Blow it up. You think so? Get up, yeah. You Look at the re- left side of their D. You got to refuel. Mario Ferraro, Nikolai Kainzov, and Brinson Pashinuk. Yeah, they got to. Who? I mean, the right side of D is Burns, Carlson, and Vlasic. That's gross. Yeah, and why hey, is Vlasic playing the right side as a left shot? That makes no sense. I don't sense, know. But Maybe just a Yeah, that's right a team that. And Vlasic, too. He's he's probably out of there. But I actually, probably not because his cap hit is really, really bad. He's getting paid like entire, $7 million. This whole entire team's cap hit is really, really bad. Yeah, so that, it's definitely going to be a lot of salary retention. Yep. That's also a team a that's got to refuel their uh, prospect pool. Yeah, but I mean, watching watching the Kings and Ducks battle it out as some of the top teams in LA for the next ten years is gonna be a blast. And the Sharks, mm-hmm. hopefully, they can do something here because they got a lot of work to do. But there's a reason that I, hey, and they made a short push. I I was really hoping that we would be able to see Patrick Marleau play play in the playoffs. Oh yeah, that would be sick. I would love that. Yeah, second to last in the West for good reason. Didn't really play that good hockey. Martin Jones. Kind of an afterthought, if you ask me. They brought in Dubnik. That didn't work out. They, they shipped them off. At all. Yeah. I mean, Where's Dubnik now? Colorado. Oh. Yeah. He's not playing, though. I think Grubauer has that spot. Philly. Boy, Phil. Yeah. Speaking of Phil. Oh, my goodness. Spe- speaking this of Phil. This isn't our favorite boys out in the desert. Arr! 24, 26, and 6. Finished fifth in the West. Arizona Coyotes. This I, is- I was hoping I would get to see... Old Phil Castle and Clayton Keller rip it out in the rip it up in the playoffs, but I mean they I feel like they put all their chips in last last season when they tried to get uh, when they got Taylor Hall and it just didn't really work out for them. So mm-hmm. I hey I love the squad I love the guys I I feel like they definitely without a doubt have the pieces. I mean you got guys like Connor Garland, Christian Vorak, Clayton Keller. Connor Garland was a nice surprise this yeah, year. Exactly Christian Fisher even is decent. John Hayden yeah should, should they pan got out. they got good guys. It's just like they have know, the pieces. They just fired Rick Tockett, who you know kind of steered that ship in the right direction. It's distractions that they didn't need. Yep, definitely didn't need. But I mean you got guys like Jacob Chickern on the back end. He is he gross. can play. He can gross. he can definitely play. 
You have Nick Schmaltz going down the middle too. So Lawson Krause even. They got good studs, and they've been building this team for a long, long time. This yep. team has never been good enough. Never since, since 20, what, 2010, 2011 when they played the Kings in the playoffs. Yeah, the, it, the uh, Shane Doan, Ray Whitney, Mike yeah. Smith team, the yeah, underdog heroes. Oh, that team was a blast. Captain Keith Yandel. Keith. I mean, but if, like, if I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not then, in the GM spot for good reason, the, but the, I'm very confident in this team. They definitely need center depth. I mean, mm-hmm. you got Lane Peterson playing the, the two seed right yeah. now, which, I, you know, they have the pieces. You'd love to see them go out and, and try try and compete next year, which you know you hope for most of these teams. But I think they have a legitimate shot with the pieces they have. Yeah. yeah. However, this team's big downfall is the front office and the owners. It's been a constant mess for a number of years now. And there were circulations earlier in the year that this team's going to get moved. And if something doesn't change, I wouldn't be surprised. That's how that it always is, though. Like, come on, let's just w- let the team play for once. Maybe if they had, you know, they didn't have to worry about that. You know, the guys that are there long term. I mean, you know, does that weigh on you at all? You think? You know, am I going to play in Arizona and then I'm going to have to move to, you know, Quebec? Exactly. I mean, it's ridiculous. You'd, you'd wish they just let them play and, and focus on putting a team on the ice instead of, hey, we're not good enough. We're not. Like, if you give the fans a good team, they'll come. I mean, oh, yeah. it's it's obvious. Like, it's it's evident that that's that's just what it takes. Like, just ask Vegas. They're right down the street and they're. They're brand new, and there's a great team, and people are going to watch. People are excited to watch hockey. So, mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to lose too many fans to that team because it's definitely possible. But uh, I feel like that's all really that has to be said. They have good pieces. Obviously, we love Phil Kessel. Would love to see him go somewhere and be a solid right winger for a team that needs him. Cheesy cheeseburger, cheeseburger Phil, Phil, baby. Yeah, I mean, you see, you saw that picture. Oh my you saw god! That picture <laughs> with the You're looking like he just came out of a pool. Oh Look my he just god! Came out of a pool. Phil the mechanic. Yeah. I think those cop cars are going to get him right now. He's not. He's yeah, the hamburglar. He, yeah, he just stole a hot dog truck. He's going by the Long Wharf Marriott. I can see him. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah, absolutely, yep, absolutely hilarious. Went down the tunnel. Yep, we got a wild film. Like, loose. what was that? What, what was that puck even for? He, he reached like some a goal. Yeah, yeah, one of one of a milestone goal. Yeah, congrats. He's one of the like I. He's a good Ironman streak going on too. Him and Keith Yandel. Right. Right now, like I don't know how Phil does it. No, me neither. I, I don't mean. know. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But I love Phil. They love him in in in, in Arizona, it. obviously. Yep. The Yotes. Yeah. So like you know, we're happy to see him at least having some success playing in the top line with two solid players. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know how much how however much he has left in the tank, we love to see him stick on that team and maybe stay for something great. But yep. uh, for now, we're we're happy that that they're at least having some success. Brink of the playoffs. Very. Very in between. It seems like they're right in the middle, about to break. They through. they had good success against the teams below them, but you know the the top Can't teams. Be the big dogs. They they couldn't beat Colorado could. and they couldn't beat Vegas. So and that's the name of the game. So I mean, best of luck to them. They're another team that I'm excited to watch. Yeah, come next year because I mean, if you look at obviously Vegas and Colorado are staying as the one two, but I think they next year they could potentially be better than Minnesota or St. Louis. St. Louis had a Kind of a tough year of sitting in the four spot, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I I like Aiden Hill as their goalie. I'm high on Aiden Hill. He hasn't had the had the greatest start, but that that kid has some, he can pull some magic out of his ass when he needs to. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. But I mean, just on the brink. Obviously, getting there, getting there for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where they go. All, All right. right, you want to you want to ship it up north? Though? Yep, shipping up north. Here we go, folks. Our home in sacred land. Yep, we're moving on to. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even. I'm not even going to enjoy talking about this team. 
just because they're a snooze fest. The Vancouver Canucks had you do. I don't even want to. a very interesting year in the fact where there was a certain outbreak of COVID-19 that they had, they legit missed two They got weeks shit of pumped this. by COVID-19. Yeah, they folks. got pumped. Yeah, I, they got pumped. That's, we'll put it that way. And obviously, it's nothing to joke around about. Seriously. I was trying to, you know, move around it. But you know what? No, you there's no way. To, they got pumped by it. They got absolutely pumped. 17 I mean, guys or something like 17 that. 17 guys and all the equipment staff, all of their families. Like, that, that you can't do that. You got to be smarter than that. Being a professional so. athlete, right? I don't know what I don't know exactly what happened. I haven't really looked into it. But just, like, just such a disappointing year for them because – how these guys have been developing for so long, Patterson, Besser, you all, you know, all those guys. Yeah, that I mean, this team's just like, so I feel irrelevant. Like every year, it's another five-year plan. It's I hated, five year I plan. hated watching every single game I watched of them. It was just so tough because they're top six. They have the pieces. They mm-hmm. got they got Bo Horvat. They got J T. Miller. Even Niels Hoglander, who's their Swedish guy, they, I think they got eight, eighth overall, maybe twenty. No, he was a second round pick. No, he wasn't. Niles Hoglander was oh, a second yeah. rounder. No, 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 no. Because I remember when the Bruins were picking, I was like, they're gonna pick this kid, Niels Hoglander. They went Johnny Beecher. Probably would have been Johnny Beach. Yeah, I, I remember I recorded myself like, we're gonna go with some irrelevant European, like all over Niels <laughs> Hoglander. Here I am laughing, and John Beecher hasn't even cracked the P Bruins. Line. Johnny Beach. Yeah, but, I mean, um, yeah, just tough year. In general, for their studs, uh, was tough for them to lose Tyler Toffoli because he's an animal in Montreal now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they get, they really got to get it together. The Braden Holpe signing didn't really pan out for him. Not at all. But all all things considered, like if you watch the videos of these guys, they're t- they're a close group. Mm-hmm. You, know? you watch like the videos of their practices, you know, they they play for each other and stuff like that. But just like too many revolving doors of players coming in bottom six. I mean. Did you know Jimmy VC was on the Canucks? What? Yeah, exactly. No, you didn't. He, I mean, he, yeah, I thought brutal. he was on the uh, Leafs taxi squad. Me too. And Me he too. was on the Canucks. All righty. Yeah, but you guys, I mean, their defense isn't too bad. You got you got Tyler Myers, Quinn Hughes, Nate Schmidt. Quinn Hughes. Oh. Yeah, gross. So good. Gross. I mean, so good at hockey. And uh, you got him at the six pick. So. So good at hockey. As much as I don't care for this team whatsoever, I can still <laughs> see them being somewhat good if they make the right moves. But it wouldn't just. It wouldn't. I would not be surprised whatsoever if they didn't. Yeah. They didn't mess this up somehow. But you know, Elias Patterson's on the IR. Just like it. Just like. This is a throwaway year. Yeah. What ladder did they walk under? What mirrors did they break? It's just like did you cursed. see a black cat cross the street? Yeah, it's like Vancouver. They, they burned down their city. And, and there goes and, another and the riot. Rest, yeah, typical. and the rest is history. It was just not even close. So, best of luck to you, Vancouver. But we don't really give a shit. <laughs> now, these are my boys, the Ottawa Senators, the Sands. in the nation's capital. Twenty-three, twenty-eight, and five, folks. Twenty-eight, twenty-three, twenty-eight, and five. Yeah. You serious? Guess what their record was in their last time. Yes, the Ottawa Senators that we love and know. Wasn't it like eight two and one or something like eight eight, eight in, in one? their last ten? Ele- that's a. Uh, that's I didn't 11. take. Hey, I didn't take math, yeah, man. They're, they're eight one and one. They're, they've won regulation loss the last ten games. Sound. This team is sick, packed to the brim with young guys, and not even just young guys, but sick young guys. Oh like I God. love watching them. You got Dadnov. Dadnov's like young. Dadnov. But like, if you look at this squad. Their left wings are Kachuk, Stutzel, Stutzel, Jimmy, 
Jimmy, Jimmy Stutzla. Jimmy Stu, baby. And I Nick love Paul. Jimmy. Nick Paul is decent. Alex Formans. And so you, that's your left wing core. That's sick. And then Josh Norris, who's been absolutely lighting it up for them. And your top line of, of Kachuk, Norris, and Batherson. Like, that's a, you, want, you want to talk about team chemistry, too? Jimmy, Brady, and uh, Norris all living in the same crib. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's, I'd like to live there. You right. As, as, as much in the gutter as this team was the last couple of years, no one could have guessed that they would have turned it around this quickly. I mean... I mean, Josh Norris has, has 35 points in, in 56 games, which, like, isn't bad for a kid that's played only 56 games. He's mm-hmm. only played the season and played every single game. Like, I, you love to see that. I mean, out of your young guys, he's only 22, playing with Kachuk. You, you'd love to see him form some chemistry, and I think that's exactly what we're seeing. Matt Murray, right I mean, now. that didn't really work out. No, you definitely got to find your goaltender of the future. You have Anton Forsberg on the back. Gus, right? They have a kid, uh, Gustafson, yeah, coming Philip up, Gustafson, too. Yeah, Gustafson, yeah. He, he played all right in the games I watched, but and you have Tom Shabbat. I mean, we don't we don't, that, really don't, we don't about t- No, 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 no. He's no, no Jacob Zaboro. We're not talking about that. We're not yeah. talking about that. And then Victor Mate. He could still pan Vic, out. Yeah, I like that pickup for yeah. them. You just get them on waivers, right? You yeah. Know, not mean, really getting a shot in Montreal. Hey, you seems, don't throw them in. It seems like Ottawa's the, the island of misfit toys, like the prospects. I like that, it. That didn't work out. I love it. They have what? They have, uh, they have Zaitsev, too. Yeah. All these young <laughs> guys who, 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 who could have been solo players on teams didn't work out. Now they're going to Ottawa and they're finding success. Even Brandstrom, Eric Brandstrom. Yeah. So yeah, even Jacob Bernard Docker, he's he's their third defenseman guy. I, I I enjoy watching this Ottawa Senators team play, especially is, as of late, the success they've had. And even Connor Brown, he was on what a twelve game goal streak. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a team you can get behind. This can, is a team yeah. you can get behind. I mean, like if you're looking for a second team to root for, the Ottawa Senators are it. They Senators are a bunch of young studs, yeah. y- young stallions. And they had uh, they got they got some good some good uh, return for that Eric Carlson trade. So I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the people of Ottawa. Of course, Eugene Melanick is still a, a raging douchebag. POS, bag. yeah, a raging douchebag, yeah, piece of shit. So hopefully he, he he gets the stick out of his ass and and they can they can uh, they can get it together. But I I was looking forward to talking about them because I, I enjoy I enjoy watching. You them. got pu- your facial reaction. I mean, you were pumped. I'm an when, Ottawa Senators when you, guy. When you when you read <laughs> Ottawa Senators, I was kind of like, oh, this geez. is my team for sure. You gonna I mean, jump out the window? What's yeah, going on here? They, they gotta find a goaltending <laughs> prospect, and once they do, this team is going to be trouble in a couple of years. I mean, with the right pieces. But yeah, Ottawa. I mean, if, if if this was in a couple of years, I think they, they would have been a top team in this in this division, which, may I add, don't enjoy watching. I don't. I didn't like this Canadian division. I didn't like all the hype. I don't even have Toronto down in my notes just because I don't like to talk about it. People hype that team up so much. The Leafs. The Leafs. You play the same five teams, and most of them are, are, are rebuilding, and they act like this team is... Oh, this like, is, oh they think the they're winning the cup. Wings. They think they're winning the cup. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, dude. You know what this? You know what the the worst thing about these people are? These Leafs fans. They think that Jack Campbell should win the Masterson Trophy over Oscar Lindblom. Yeah, grow up. Excuse me. Grow up. Ex- excuse me. <laughs> Just like how how many goalies do they need? They got Big Save Dave. They got Frederick Anderson. And they got Jack Big Campbell. Save Dave. Wow. Hey, trust me, I would love name drop. I would love to see what the city of Toronto looks like after a Stanley Cup victory. And if they won it, whatever, I wouldn't be too mad. Obviously, all I know is balance them, and they don't have to play them unless it's in the Stanley Cup Finals. All I know is if we see them in the finals, I like our chance. I, you know what? I could see it going to seven. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I think and stops them from from absolutely running the table 
is their bottom six. I think that's the peak for us, beating them in the Stanley Cup Finals in a Game Seven. I think well, that's I, it. I, I think I think I think, we re- I think we just uh, I think we just rebuild after that. Yeah. Okay. We've had our fun. We we've we had have, our fun. Yeah. Toronto, you go ahead. I now. feel bad. I feel bad for them. But yeah, if they if they're bottom six, I mean they got guys like Kerfoot, who they obviously traded Nassim Kadri for. Yeah. And Tyson Berry, like mm-hmm. obviously. Tyson Berry didn't work. Oh jeez. No, absolutely not. But um, if those guys like even they're they're they have. Their their fourth line is old as dirt, old as dirt. Yeah, Joe well, Thornton, Spezza, and Wayne Simmons, the I, Wayne train. I think the the scariest part about the Leafs is too is they still got a bunch of young guys that can still come up and play too. Nick Robertson, they drafted a kid this year, uh, Amirov, who's out in the KHL, yep, just yeah, ripping pucks. Yeah, I know that was ripping a steal. them. I mean, we'll see how how that how that pans out, but definitely a steal. But yeah, their their bottom six, if if they can get goals, which they haven't. They really haven't. They've been relying mostly on Matthews, Marner, their, uh, Tavares, and Nylander. Polino hasn't done much either. So yeah, if if I mean if you play a good defensive team, which once again, they haven't. <laughs> decent uh, decent uh, year for Matthews and Marner though. Oh yeah, well I mean that's everybody knew when they came he, in the league. What do you have? Forty and fifty six games. Yeah. That's probably he probably would hit sixty. It's ridiculous. Eighty two games. I'd give him sixty five. He can put the, but just like like I said. Canadian division. His wrist. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? I mean, you really. There's no way to to because you. I mean, look at the teams we're playing: Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, Ottawa, Calgary, Vancouver. Bottom feeder, bottom feeder, bottom feeder. Yeah. If, if Montreal is in the Atlantic, they don't scratch near the playoffs at all. Their bottom feeders. Winnipeg doesn't have it. I, I don't see. The peg. I don't see a single team knocking them out of the North Division, and then they're gonna run into the wall. That is Vegas and Colorado. See ya. <laughs> Hope you had fun. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, good. Yeah. Bye. They're not scoring against. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah. they're not scoring against the D cores nah, nah, of nah, Colorado, nah. Vegas, or even like St. Louis. Yeah. You're not. It's just like it's gonna be Get a rude awakening for them for sure. I could be wrong. If I am, then I'd be embarrassing. But I, I just don't see them getting out of. I see them getting out of the North Division easily because that division stinks out loud. And I think everyone deep down, everyone from Toronto knows that. Yeah, no, yeah. All the real hockey fans from yeah, Toronto they, they, know that like, division okay, like, stinks. Yeah, we're playing some stinker teams. So once they get out, we'll see how they handle it from there. Playing the Vancouver uh, COVIDs, for Christ's sake. Right, yeah, and we'll talk about their matchup in a little bit. All right, what else do we got here? We got... Uh, who did I put? I didn't put Edmonton. You didn't put Edmonton or Winnipeg. No, I'm going to... You think we need to talk about Winnipeg? Couldn't pay me money to talk, to talk about Winnipeg. If they kept lining, I would have talked about the peg, but... I mean, like they have Mark Shifley. Mark, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, yeah. Hellebuck. I love it. I love it when they're successful. Oh, I, oh. I am a big fan of Pierre-Luc Dubois didn't really do all that great. No, Got I mean, hurt. I, I could, uh, he's kind of a drama queen. But, yeah, I mean, if they can figure out their decor, I think Winnipeg can be a good team, like a real good team. Yeah, they I can, mean, they have, they have Neil Pionk. Neil, yeah, Neil Pionk's great, but you know what? you got to get more of them. You, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Neil, Neil Pionk is it. On, it's no. definitely not it. <laughs> I, Josh Morris, he played well. You got Dylan DeMello. He's bounced around, but he, you know, he's jo- playing. Oh, Josh Morris, he he's playing. He's playing first-line minutes. You got Derek Forbert. I mean, I, I don't know. You got Derek George, Forbert. Yeah. Hey, one one guy you didn't know was still in the league, Jordy Ben. Jordy yeah, Ben. Yeah, playing third-line D for Winnipeg. But Jordy. Yeah, I mean, really just a disappointing season for them because Hellebuck. Uh, that guy's a stud. Like he won the he won the Vezina last season. I mean, I, I was the last season or two. Seasons? It was it was whatever. He won it recently. Uh, Twenty nine. It was the year we went to the Cup Finals. I thought so too. 
yeah, I mean, a lot of promise with them. Obviously, Stastny coming back. You have you have PLD, Matthew Perot. Obviously, you just need some some winger depth. And I could obviously, I can obviously see his team locked up. I mean, they they locked up Adam Lowry, but I could see his team going back into contention just because their top three guys are just so electric. But Gross. Definitely. Mark Shifley is so since they're underrated. You, you just I don't feel like he gets talked about enough. No, he doesn't. He, he is he plays, so he plays in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Good. No. <laughs> yeah. The peg. Yeah, exactly. It's like nobody wants to play in the peg, but. What I was saying is, like, when you have fans that are this good, you you definitely they lost like the best home ice advantage. You the Winnipeg Whiteout. Oh. Yeah, I mean the things I'd be, I would do to, to see that in the playoffs this year. Complete mosh pit. Mosh pit. I mean, it's something I I would love to experience once once myself. But that for a city that that's that crappy and people hate like even visiting there is the away team. Like it's just you know it's sad to see because they, they obviously they're making the playoffs. I don't know why I'm writing them off, but they're playing Edmonton. We should see how they do. But I I just have no faith in any of these Canadian teams whatsoever. Uh, They're uh, already down the gutter. If this podcast gets popular, wow, the Canadian teams are going to hate us. Not even just this Winnipeg already hates you. Oh, It's a crappy city. It is a crappy city. (laughs) It's it's just a fact. That's just a fact of nature. Winnipeg sucks. Oh, my God. Ask anybody what city that they don't want to play with. There goes the viewership from Winnipeg right down the toilet. I don't even think they have internet connection. Right into the hobby. I don't even think they have internet connection. They're not getting this. Yeah, I mean that's that's really all that has to be said about what. Right, do we want to do Edmonton quick? Yeah, do it real quick. Obviously, you have the top two guys. That's it. Your whole entire team is two people. The Edmonton McDavid's slash Drysidles. I, I never expected Leon Drysidle to be this good. Or I don't Mike even want to talk about McDavid because everybody we're just saying things people already know. Yeah, you, you, McDavid is is the best player in this league. Yeah, he's from a different planet. I don't even know how to explain it. That's how good he is. It's 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 and just ridiculous. Leon Dreisaitl too. It's like he's getting to the point where it's like this guy is even, like almost as gross as McDavid, and they play right. together. I honestly could see if Edmonton gets like you know big enough on the market of you know ESPN and TNT, if they get more international coverage, it gets bigger market. Which obviously is Canadian market. They're always going to be big. But I could see if all players wanted to come play with those two guys because their rest of their lineup is kind of lackluster. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're. you're they, well, I mean, their their depth scoring is. Like, None. Terrible. But, like, they don't need any. Yeah. I'm excited to see how they do in the playoffs, which is why I'm kind of trying to get through this just so we can start talking about the playoffs because yeah. these teams, we're going to talk about them. we got to throw in, too, Mike Smith, almost 40 years old now. Yeah. Playing like a stallion. I mean, that guy's a stallion. That guy. He's playing like he did a decade ago. Right. And you had, had Miko Koskin, and he seemed like he, he could be the guy, but. The guy was like six foot eight. Couldn't yeah. stop a puck. Are you kidding me? I mean, where's Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Can we talk about that? Yeah, what, I haven't heard anything from RH. Nothing. And like he, he has good he has a good uh winger rating. He's he's the eleventh like if we're talking about like those kind of ratings, he's mm-hmm. the eleventh ranked left winger. And like he's playing against dry Maybe we just don't see it that much because the spotlight's on those two guys. Yeah. But if if you want to win a cup, you're gonna need guys like Nugent Hopkins, Caleb James Neal, Dominic Cahoon, Pooley RV, Turris, you're gonna need them to step up. So Absolutely. I'm really right. excited to see them. Uh, yeah, one more team here in the north, and that would be the Calgary Flames. And oh boy, what's going what's on at what's going on at the Saddle Dome, Dan? What's going on at the Saddle Dome? I don't even know. I mean you you the, Do you the, blow it up? I, I think they'd blow it up. Yeah. I think it's time. Go ahead. You think Monahan, it, I don't know. Goudreau, I don't know. Geo. You just br- I think he, I, it's Matthew not Kachuk, working. Matthew Kachuk is not is Pretty newly introduced in the league, you know. Like I, I like this team. I like the players that they have. They're just—I don't think they're making the right moves as GMs. They're bringing in guys like Josh Levo, Brett Ritchie, Brett Ritchie, even you know. 
Lucic. Even as much as I hate to say it, like Milan Lucic is not the guy for this team. You, you, you have a bunch of they were young. They used to be young when 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 you guys used to make playoff runs. Like same thing as the, as the as the Anaheim Ducks. They they both had you know promise and they're getting to the playoffs and stuff like that. But you got to start building around these guys, or they're just going to get frustrated you, and they're going to leave. It's either you build around them or you blow it up. Yeah, they, I mean Sam Bennett. Is doing great in Florida. Great. Imagine, yeah, being imagine a guy, imagine being a guy in the Flames and, and seeing a fourth line guy who had nine points all season goes over there and he has like goes and rips it up thirteen points in in, in in like seven games. He's it's ridiculous. I mean, like, I, there's def, I bet there's frustration in the locker room. I, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. You got to feel for guys like that. They all they all want to win. Also, obviously, a great Canadian market. So yeah, you're always rooting for them to get better. But you know, with the with that lack of of uh, prospect depth, you just gotta, you just gotta, you gotta figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, that, you gotta that, figure that the direction in which you want that team to go. The coaching staff was a mess. Yeah, you I bring mean, in Daryl Sutter because you know there's this talk about a lack of hustle and lack of drive and being hard on pucks and stuff like that. And, and like they they won some games after that. You know they showed some promise, which yeah. usually happens after a coaching fire. Yeah, but let's see if if he can if he can do some stuff Does like he him. Stick around if I mean, you look at uh, who. Daryl Sutter? Yeah, is he absolutely. Gonna, you think you know he why? sticks around? You know why? Because if you look at teams like Florida, they can their head coach and bring in Joel Quinville. They play a season and a half. They're still not that good. Look at them now. There. You have a coach a that, that wagon. Yeah, if you have a good coach, that's won championships like dynasties. Like Sutter and Quinville are are dynasty coaches. They'll bring in the right guys eventually. So I, if I'm if I'm Daryl Sutter, I'm sticking around, seeing the pieces I have in, in Goudreau, Kachuk, Monahan. I'm working with that, seeing what we can do. And, hey, it might not work out as well as Florida is, but it's worth a shot, and that's why you're bringing a guy like that. All, so. right, let's, all right, so we're going on to the Central, trying to, you know, we won't do this too quick, but we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it just because we got the playoff matchups to get through and, you know. Yeah, we get Oh, we, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, okay, so let's start with, with Columbus. Obviously, a lot of smoke around that as they trade for Patrick Line in midseason for, for PLD after, after he uh, – after he was, he was quite displeased with the direction the team was going in, and that didn't really work out for him. You kind of knew that was going to be a mess, especially with Tortorella. I mean, there's two. No, I just like they're they're very heavy personalities with Line A and, and PLD. So yeah, good it, swap. I mean, that I, I like the trade just because. Yeah, they, they um, were both scoring goals. Columbus got Roslovic too, yeah. and yep. he's really good. I that's he's, I think that's I think one guy that you stick around. He could play. He could play. He's in very Winnipeg. underrated. Very underrated pickup. Smaller he didn't guy. want to play in Winnipeg. Liney didn't want to play in Winnipeg. PLD doesn't want to play in Columbus. Perfect trade, but it didn't work out because you know Liney's a bit like you just said. A couple heavy personalities going at it, and at the end of the day, Liney comes out victorious, and yeah. Tortorella he's gone, and now we're gonna gonna be interesting to see this team without Tortorella, and. You know what they do from here with the guys that they have, because Max Domi was a guy that was supposed to come in and do really well. No, not good enough. Yeah, I mean, I mean the that's, guy, that's the case everywhere he's been. I mean, he's playing first line center, and he's playing okay. He's playing okay with Atkinson and Bjorkstrand, but like you just gotta wonder, has he found his game yet? Is this the best that, he, that they can get out of him? You know, it doesn't really make sense. And Roslovic's a good a second center, but I think what you what you have here, honestly. Is the identity identity crisis from the Columbus Blue Jackets? I mean, you fire your head coach who you know was putting up results. That that team that they had in, in, in 2019, where they, they got bounced in the second round, was was a strong team. You had guys yeah. like Bobrovsky, you had guys like Duchesne, uh, Dzigel, you had Panarin, obviously. 
I mean, they they were good. They were a great team, and obviously a t- tough task for the Bruins. That's more of a ship. Tortorella getting fired is more of a like a change in like a new voice in the locker room rather so. than like um, like Montreal early in the year flying, firing uh, Claude Julien. That's that's a change. I mean, that's a new voice in the locker room. Yeah, I think there's probably and it, it was time. It had a I different vision time. for the team. So I think if you know. You just got to figure out what direction you're going. Do you want to win now with the guys, with the, the remnants of, of the team that, that made it that far in the playoffs? Or do you want to get young guys like Roslevic and, and, and Liam Foody and Line who you probably build for the future? So interesting to see where they go from there. But um, no use in, in, in keep talking about that because it's yeah. a pretty lackluster year. But moving on. Speaking of lackluster. Yeah. Detroit Red Wings. Hockey town. Yeah. What do you think about them? Um, not much I going on. I don't know. There's not really much to think about Detroit. They're still, you know, they're still coming up. They're still on their way up, but they made out like bandits yep. on that trade with the Great Cavs. Great deal. Love Stevie it. Y. Steve, he knows what he's doing. Another he round got, of applause to you. Smoking the you dope up work. in the booth. That a boy Stevie. Yep. Um, but that's a. I think it was a fleece job. Fleece. I think getting picks and Vrana for Mantha. Mantha's a good player. Mantha's a great player. Great player. But you're getting Vrana, and then you're going to get the draft picks, and, and I think Ponick. they sprinkled in another prospect in there, too. And Richard Ponick. Oh, yeah, and Richard yeah. Ponick. Nice who's, little depth who, piece. He's going from third line to first line. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, you still haven't seen many of the prospects yet, but they're coming. The Detroit fans are being patient. Yeah. And I, Stevie Wise building another, you know, trying to build another twenty six years straight of playoff. Yeah, I mean, you got so. Little Bert, Tyler Bertuzzi. Little Bert, he can be your muscle that you need. I mean, he's Dylan. on IR. You got Robbie Fabry who can, who scored some goals for them last year. But once again, IR, and then you got Dylan Larkin who's just like has been they're incredibly handsome captain, Dylan. Yeah, Larkin. I mean, so they have the young pieces. Obviously, I don't think it's enough to get them where they used to be. You know, what what was it like? 22 straight playoff appearances. 26, I believe. 26, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just it was ridiculous. Go back so, to the Zetterberg. To get back to, to their to their state of uh, of consistency, they're going to need a, a little bit more than what they got right now. But a more juice. Stevie Wise, the man for the job. Um, also, Bobby Ryan, too, out right. of nowhere. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, Good for him. He, the, what he went through oh, yeah. Yeah. in yeah. Ottawa, I mean, going to Detroit. He won Masterton last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, there Good you go. Good for Bobby Ryan. Get, get I guess a little so. money in the pocket. You know, play some decent hockey. Right, for Bobby I mean, that's about it. But, like, you obviously have the stragglers who, who you can tell aren't going to be here for that long. Thomas Christ. Yeah, San Gagne. <laughs> Philip Zadina, who, who remember when, who was it? Yeah, the, uh, the, the Canadians passed up him for caught Kenny Amity. He oh, goes, I got to fill their net with Fox. Yeah. And, like, he hasn't oh. done anything. But this year, he's, he's, he hasn't been doing that bad. Like, playing on a crappy line with Christian Juice and Michael Rasm- Rasmussen, like, actually, you know, Putting the puck in the net, which you know, good for him, man. That's what Detroit fans want to see. Yeah, exactly. improvement. I mean, what was he third overall pick? Yeah, he was third. Yeah, he was going to be a top three three pick in that draft. So good for him. But you know, just as as expected, definitely no surprise with Detroit this season. But the one surprise I would like to talk about uh, is the Blackhawks. I enjoyed watching those guys play all year, all yeah. year. Random, random, random European guys yeah. who just came out and just absolutely put on a show. I mean, if you look at their lineup, Pius Suter. P- Pius. When I heard this guy's name, Pius. I was like, this has got to be a joke, yeah, right? And, and then the, yeah, Pius Suter, he, he, he plays on that top line with... Uh, Patty with, Kane with, and Debrinket, right? With with Strom, yeah. Debrinket's with, with Kirishev and Brandon Heigl. But yeah, oh, I, I, okay. and then you have David Kaempf. They're definitely going to Europe, and they're definitely finding the right guys. And, yeah, but- Zadorov playing second line, Connor Murphy, also also in a, an identity crisis. I think 
I don't think Patrick Kane's going anywhere. I think he wants to play the same the same uh, yep. same spot. And then you have Kevin Lankinen. Kevin. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. No, you got it. You yeah, got it. Kevin Lankinen. He in the games I've watched, I've been very impressed. I don't know how his numbers are. He sure as shit doesn't have a good decor in front of him. Riley Stillman on the first line D with Connor Murphy was not too bad, but yeah, I mean, he's played as good as he can. Gave these guys a shot. What do you think? Now, I, you know what? I was thinking about this at work the other day. Kevin Lankinen, very similar to how Corey Crawford came up. Not, not well known. Yeah. All of a sudden, he comes in, fills the role, and here they go. They, you know, is this your guy for the next, right. you know, five to ten find years? Your, yeah, right. Find your next Seabrook. Find your next Keith. Find your next Jalmerson. Also, um, next Oduya, and, and you get I mean, Johnny Oduya. Johnny Oduya. I mean, they came. <laughs> 24, 25, and 7. That's very close to 500 for a mm-hmm. team that didn't really have that many expectations. and Not many big names. Yeah, if you can find some good draft prospects and, and get them in there on the on the back end of Patty Kane's career, I don't know if, if we can go that far. Yeah. But Also hoping that Jonathan Taze gets better soon. Exactly. And, and, and you know, when you look at it, you have, you have, you have Kirashev, who decent season, you have Suter, and then you have Taze, who's coming in. And Hopefully then he gets it. back healthy. Yeah, so I mean, you just, I mean, no rush for this team, honestly. I don't. I don't really see it being necessary, but yeah. yeah. I mean, very, very. They exceeded expectations, but not not as much as you could say the Rangers did, or, yeah. or maybe even. Um, they definitely played above their expectations, though. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then the last team. Dallas this Stars. Team? This was a team that I I was behind big. You know why? Why? The mayor came out and was like, "Yeah, you guys need some need some you need some motivation here to make the playoffs." She's like, "Okay, you guys, the Stars make the playoffs." Hundred percent capacity in the in, in the in the arena for on one game one. Oh, yep. Dallas. Yeah, they got bounced by Nashville. Missed it by four points. Yeah. Stunted a twenty three nineteen and fourteen record. Obviously not what they wanted coming off the Stanley Cup final loss, but they it is what it is. Had injuries early on in the year. They didn't have Sagan early on. Yeah. I mean, they, like the first couple games they played good, and then they kind of got into a little bit of a route, and then. They moved Jamie Ben to center, and he starts playing good, and it was just kind of like fluctuated. It was like you know, two good games, two bad games, good game, bad game. It's you want to like, talk about you know you want to talk about Diamond and Ruff, which wasn't that rough. I mean, they just missed the playoffs, but Jason Robertson, that kid could play. Oh that boy, can play big oh time. boy, watch it. Yeah, he's I mean, a, And uh, speaking about the Dallas Stars, how about their their uniforms looked a little oh, familiar? Oh huh? yeah, we have a little. We bit gonna file a copyright on that. Unpopular opinion that we. The, the the neon and black Dallas Stars jerseys are without a doubt the best the best alternates in the league. Yeah, we gotta we gotta put in a copy. I almost call them that. the reverse retros, which I do like a lot. I like I like their unis, you know. I, I Dallas always has good unis. Yeah, but I mean you have Jake Ottinger, I love former BU stud. Exactly, and, and, and stud. USA USA product, of course. But yeah, I mean yeah, who just missed it? Very 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 disappointing season for them. Especially if you're a fan of them, you, you wish they'd do more. But, you know, shipping out guys like uh, Matias, Yan Mark, that's what yeah. you're going to get. Hudobin and Bishop, not getting any older. Probably seeing right. uh, Bishop gone, Hudobin gone. Maybe yeah, turn the ropes over to Hattinger and see how it goes. Just, yeah, I mean, if, if that. I mean, he hasn't been let too Let one good. go. You know, bring back Hudobin maybe. Yeah. I, Rupe Hintz. Radulov didn't play it all, all this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had good pieces, just, you know, struggled with injuries. So, yep. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Not, not too complicated there. It's just, you know, shit luck. Yeah, can't stay healthy. That's the name of the game. It, yeah, but I, I really there's there's no problem. I mean, if they can stay healthy next year, they can get right back in contention. Mm-hmm. There's definitely holes in their lineup, but that's that can be full with the guys that are on the injury sheet. But yeah, that's yep. all, all we have to say about the stars. And right. here we go. Here, here we, we go, go, folks. 
little playoff hockey. I'm excited, baby. I'm right. excited. This is going to be a very, very, very Good. fun weekend. Oh, a lot, lot to talk about next week, I bet. But uh, so we just get right into the matchups because, boy, like, is, there, is there some stud stud matchups? Yep. I'm going to be glued to the TV. But first off, we've got Carolina versus Nashville. Series stand at 6-2 Carolina this season. Nashville won the last match before zip. Keep in mind that Carolina was resting most of their guys because they already locked up first in that in that division, which yeah. is ridiculous. Who the hell saw that coming? Nobody. And I that's sure. a team that's I been sure building did. it, you know, for years now. 2019, they made yeah. a surprise run to the conference finals. Just when you think they peaked, too. Yeah, that, that team's good. That team's got to start getting credit. I think Moore. they did. I think they are. Something now. in the water down there in Raleigh. Brenda Moore is just getting those guys going. You get, uh, you get some to buy in. I mean, if you look at their lineup, it's just not not incredible, you know? Yeah, the first it, line D being Jake Gardner and Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Two career playoff underperformers. <laughs> but, and, then, and then Brady Shea and Brett, Brett, Brett Pesci on the second line. And, you know, your fourth line isn't too good either. with Steven Lorenz headlining that. But, I mean, we're just, we're, I guess we're just going to have to see. Oh, we forgot Jake, Jacob Slavin, who's, who's day-to-day. Yeah. Same with Cedric Pocket, who, who's, who's the playoff guy that you need. Jacob Slavin is really, really good. No doubt about that. Absolutely no doubt about that. So I haven't watched much of their games this year, even though they almost won the President's Trophy. They just they just find find ways to win games, I guess. I mm-hmm. mean, like, is it Mirazik in that for them? Is that is that what we think it is, or is it Djokovic? Like, who's your starter going in? I think you go Mirazik, but I think it's a short leash. Yeah, for sure, because, I mean, his playoff success in, in, it is in, in not early good. years... Hasn't been fantastic being bounced by the Bruins back-to-back years. And then you had, I mean, honestly, I think you, 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 you put Djokovic in and then you have Morozik as the backbone. I think he needs to be the backbone because I don't think he can perform in the big moments. Yep. That's all to be seen eventually. And then Nashville, Nashville, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see this, 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 uh, this series mainly just because of the way they've been playing as of late, closing out this season. Obviously, got guys like... Uh, Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne picking it back up. Yeah, that, and that's what they needed. That is what they needed. Again, at the right time, for sure. But uh, Yeah, the UC Soros is a stud. Stud. I mean, just like wicked, wicked, wicked good surprise for them. That's exactly what they needed. Victor Arvidsson getting back in line for playoffs soon. Uh, David Farnes. David Farnes, yep. yep. How are you? Yeah, but they, they, got, they, got good, uh, they got good speed. They're very gritty. That's what I like about them. You're going against a lot of... A lot of uh, obviously that, Carolina has like that's going to be a physical matchup for too. sure. Yeah, they have those the are two six. gritty teams going at it. Yeah, they they have the bottom six and and that's great uh, for Carolina. But then you guys get guys like Rocco Grimaldi who can just absolutely go all over the ice and yeah, just two absolutely gritty teams with great coaches who can you know just just be tough on pucks and get to the gritty areas. So yeah, I mean this is definitely not going to be pretty. I think um, I th- I think as as much as Carolina is. Expected to win this, I think uh, Nashville's got some good fight in them. They obviously are going to have more fans than Carolina. They got, I think, maybe like sixty percent capacity, yeah. which is great because their fans are phenomenal. <laughs> so, but I think I think they're going to have some fight in them. I honestly don't think they win, but uh, my prediction is Carolina in six. I I think I think Carolina's got it in five. I think Soros steals them a game, but I I think Carolina's really good and they're going to show it against Nashville and they're going to show it again in the next round. That's probably my that's my dark horse team to win the cup. It's Carolina. Oh yeah, I mean it wouldn't be wouldn't be that big of a, of a dark horse, but they they definitely have a history of underperforming. Yeah. I don't think it's a clean sweep, but because yeah. I, I definitely think UC Saros will 
snag them a game, but I, I, I just see it not being really that close. Right, yeah, for sure. First game, uh, <coughs> Monday, May 17th, 8 o'clock. Check it out there. Um, all right, moving on. We got probably my most anticipated matchup. Been looking forward to this one since you know it's been confirmed, or even since the schedule was released. And when I when I knew that these teams had, uh, you know, the possibility that they could play each other, I know they're both in the Atlantic last season, but there was no way Florida was scratching scratching the playoffs. So yeah, but it's great to great that it finally happened, and we're sort of looking forward to Florida versus Tampa Bay. Battle of Florida, folks. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot to talk about. And I think I'll start it off like go, I'll start it off in the net because Sergey Bobrovsky, you know, his first year in Florida, you know, wasn't great, and now it's like you see. I think it's competition that Chris Drieger has been really good for them. Now you got Spencer Knight coming up, so Bobrovsky's, you know, he's getting a little pat pat on the bum, and he's playing better. Vasilevsky is still out of this world good. Yep. Um. For Florida on their back end, I guess, you know, losing Ekblad is a big blow because they don't really have that much depth, but they do play good as a collective unit. You got Keith, Mr. Yandel, still going strong, good puck-moving defenseman, and, you know, that's not much to say really, but they play good as a collective unit. And then Tampa Bay, just when you thought, like, how are, how is this team getting better? They go on the deadline and they get David Savard on the right side, and that is it's mind boggling, really. Absolutely mind boggling. But um, what I'm gonna I mean what I'm gonna say I I love this Florida team. I know they're getting a lot sent a lot of shit about how good this Tampa team is and just how like they're finessing the cap and how they're doing that and. Uh, their top power play units, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, like they're definitely on paper ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But I just think with this Florida team, it's just stuff of destiny. Like they're obviously great coaching, unbelievable coaching. I would say better than Tampa, John Cooper versus Joel Quinville. I mean, let's look at the resumes here. You decide for yourself. <laughs> Couple cups. Yeah, I mean, and the center depth for um, Florida's not that good. But I honestly see this being a gritty series. I think everyone's seen it. If you watch regular season games, you, you can see that they aren't too friendly towards each other. They they definitely play a play a hard game. But when you have guys like like uh, Carter Verhage and coming from Tampa, it's obviously going to be a great storyline. Then you have Anthony Duclair finally adding himself on a good squad, so good for him. Then you have you have the rookies like Owen Tippett, Ryan Lomberg, and Mason Marchman finally making an impact. But yeah, I see the only problem with with Florida being their 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 winger depth. With um, I honestly don't know if. When push comes to shove, Frank Vitrano and Ryan Lomberg can win them series. Frankie Vats. Especially against, probably I would say, on paper, on paper the best team in the league and the defending Stanley Cup champions. But I'm very excited for this. I, I like their goaltenders. I, I, I think it's going to be gritty. Honestly, with fans in the stands, too, it's going to be something to see. I'm definitely looking forward. I probably watch every single game in the series. But, I'm, you know, if you ask me what I think, I, I had Florida in, in seven. I'm just, I, you can't help but Couldn't. take, you can't, you can't bet against Tampa on yeah. paper. I mean, they're just absolutely ridiculous. I, you know what? I was thinking Tampa in seven. I'm the complete opposite. I was thinking Tampa in seven. And you know what? I think, you know what? This team's going to get a little too high and mighty. You think so, in right? In the later, in the later games. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe Tampa goes into Florida, you know, up three to two. 
you know, they don't play great in Game 6, and Florida waxes them, and then right. all of a sudden you get to Game 7. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in yeah. Game 7. It's Joel freaking Quinville. Florida, I mean, Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto yeah. have been outstanding the past couple and of like years. How and many, they have been fun to watch, too. I, that's why I love this team. Sam I love this Bennett, Panther team. who we were talking about earlier, about, you know, getting traded from Calgary, finally getting it together. This team's got a lot of good underdog stories, and I think mm-hmm. that that like those carry kind of over. underdog stories that like make it to the cup. Yeah, make the storyline. Like just like, like a, Carolina, like a Carolina Hurricanes. Exactly, team. Yeah. it's great because they're all in the same division, and and who knows? Like maybe Tampa goes back to their old ways of just being like playoff duds, and they mm-hmm. get there and they screw it up. So, I mean, I'm very interested to see what happens here. Obviously, I'm going with Tampa in seven, but on, it could go either way. But this. I just don't gonna see it. going to be glued to your TV, that's I for I don't sure. see any, any possibility where this doesn't go seven. But, yeah, that's that's that's, that's that. So, moving on, we got uh, Pittsburgh and New York Islanders. So, uh, Pittsburgh's top in the east. New York Islanders are struggling as of late, posing, I think, it's four, five, and two in their last 11. Definitely played their best game of late against the Bruins, but still fell in overtime. So, struggling to put it together, and Pittsburgh's just like, they're rolling, man. They're, they're wagging rolling. now. Yeah. Ever si- I mean, it really kind of turned around for them when uh, Rutherford left and yep. Berkey and Ron Hextall come in, and you know it's kind of like, oh god, it it kind of motivates you in the locker room, like, oh my god, am I on the hot seat now? What's going yeah. on? Are they going to blow this team up? Or are they going to let us play? They let them play. You know, they didn't have Malkin for a while, but other guys stepped up, and then they go out and they get Jeff Carter, mm-hmm. who I thought, you know that, you know what, that's a good pickup, you know, as you know, depth wise, and then. He starts going off. I'm like, does Jeff Carter think this is 2012? I mean, it's just, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you got a scoring touch, it stays with you, and he just lost it because he was on kind of a bottom feeder team, and now you put him on the third center with, with Jared McCann. It's, you know, it's a Jeff good matchup. Jeff Carter is back. Yeah, and he's going to have Evan Rod- It's That that line of, of Rodriguez, Carter, and McCann could be new uh, Haglund, Benino, Kessel for them. Oh, the HBK yeah, line. Exactly. Oh. So, like, it's it's those matchups and those, like, guys finding, finding – uh, Finding fire that, that really wins them these 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 cups in the past year. Like when you look at, at their prior teams, like you have these guys who aren't that talked about who just get to playoff time, like like Brian Rust or even this year could be Zach Aston Reese or Teddy Teddy Bluger, and they just they explode. So yep. that's, that's how Pitts, that's how the Pittsburgh teams are though. Like you see them win cups, it's always like the never pretty. Yeah, never pretty, and yeah. it's the guys that you don't hear from that always are. You, you always point them out. They're always noticeable. It's just Sidney Crosby. just makes everyone around him better. <laughs> and if Malkin, who, who hasn't played that much as of late, can pick it up and get back to his old self, this team is going to be absolutely dangerous. Watch out for Pitt. And then the Islanders, I mean, this team was scary up until they lost Anders Lee, and then they kind of lost their mojo, yep. and they've been slipping up, and now it's like it's it, they're Made not the they're not a scary team without yeah. Anders Lee. And, and, and you see them get Kyle Palmieri and, and Andy Green, and you're like, okay, like, okay, like, I see you Islanders. You, you could do something here. And, and, and they definitely picked it up. Like, they've been struggling as of late. They just really can't find that chemistry, which you see a lot with, with, with teams that go out and, and get these big fish. Yeah. They, they just struggle to piece it together. It just doesn't click. And who knows, maybe maybe they get it going. Because Matthew Barzell is an absolute freak who, who's just a god in the playoffs. He's, he's, he's shown it in the few years he's made it throughout his short career that like when he gets there like he loves the big moments but you know like Trish, Drives, yeah. it's gonna be I think it'll be battle of goaltending because honestly if if Trish and Jari just doesn't perform which he's had 
little spots where, where he's just kind of dropped the ball. Early on in the season, I'd say more. Yeah. But, you know, down the stretch, he has been, like, just right. solid for them. That's all you need. You need solid goaltending in right. the playoffs. And, and, you but, don't need to be, you know, out of this world good, but, you know, you're letting in, you know, one, less than three goals. That I remember uh, Henrik Lundqvist said that. If you're letting in less than three goals a game or just three, you know, you're in good shape. Right. You're in good shape. But, I mean, if you ask me for, for my prediction, like, you have Semyon Varlamov. You you have a uh, great coaching. You live in a great city. I, f- I feel like if these guys can really dig down and fight for each other, like uh, you know, they might make it five games. But yeah, I'm going Penguins in four. I I couldn't agree with you more. I, yeah. I think it's a clean sweep. I, I, think, I think the Islanders are going in, you know, not confident, and I I, I don't see them winning a game. To be honest with you, no, they got in such a no. rut. But you know, it was so weird because they were such a scary team. And then all of a sudden, boom, they lost their captain, and it's been down slope. Yeah. And, and like, they they got guys like Kyle Palmieri to score and play with Barzal and stuff like that. And Oliver Wallstrom, too. Right. You see, Wally. like, they, they have some guys. And who knows how they play when they get in the playoffs. This could go five or six, but I just don't see it. I don't see it happening either. No. All right. Here we now go, to, folks. Now, now if, if, if you're in the area, you've been waiting for us to talk about this one. We got our good old... Boys in black and gold against the Washington Capitals. So, uh, obviously, we're going to be a little biased against this one. There are boys. So, uh, the, the Bruins took the season series over the Capitals. And if you, you know, they, we've, they've played good hockey. The Bruins have always had the edge, at least this season, which, you know, if you've been paying attention within the, the, the prior years, it's not been pretty. Washington no. has won the season series handily most years. But this year, they, they've just been playing. I don't know if it's the new additions or what, but they've been playing well. So, um I mean, if you watch the game the other night, where it's basically the Providence Bruins against the Washington Capitals full squad. Nick Ritchie wearing an A. An a. On his, Chris captain. Wagner wearing an A. The assistant I'm like, captain. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 the P Bruins versus the Washington Capitals. It, I mean, it wasn't pretty if you're a Capitals fan because they just like came out. And I don't know if they, they just weren't trying, which, you know, if I'm a Capitals fan, that's what I'm telling everybody. Oh, this game means nothing to them. Or they weren't trying. But, like, if you're down, <laughs> if you're tied after two periods with the Providence Bruins coming up from the Dunkin' Donuts Center in, in Providence, No, Rhode not Island. the Dunkin' Donuts no, Center yeah, this they're, year. They're, the New England Sports yeah, Center in Marlboro, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, they're playing at NESC. But, yeah, usually, usually the dunk. The dunk. Like, if you're in that block room after two periods, you're just like, okay, boys, this is kind of embarrassing. Let's yeah, pick we it up here. Yeah, let's pick it up. And, and, I, yeah, and we did it, get the late one kind right. of squat. Uh, yeah. Michael Roffel dinking it off uh, Jeremy Swayman's dome Ugh. with two point eight left. Obviously, if you're a Bruins fan, you're not too worried. Like, you didn't expect him to come out there and get a fighting chance. But, you know. Swayman's been so good. Yeah, but I got I to gotta ask you this. Like, how – what do you expect to see from Tom Wilson this series? Ah, you're going to be running around. You're going to be throwing bodies. I definitely think there is a scenario where it could be like a cadre incident where yep. he goes after somebody uh-huh. and then, boom, he's gone for the series. And then it's just downhill from there from Washington. But he's you're going to notice him a lot. He's going to play us tough. The, the whole Capitals team is just going to play us tough. But I think the Bruins are going to be well aware. Okay, when's Wilson on the ice? Where is he? You have to be aware of this guy because you don't know what he's capable of. No, you really don't. And and I think if if you're the Boston Bruins, you are focusing on one thing. Obviously, focus on your own game. You know, just put pucks in that play, play, play the Boston Bruins brand of game. But if if you have to pucks in deep, yeah, obviously do your <laughs> thing. They they have some they have some Washington has some big defensemen. Like they got some big guys, Brendan Dillon, John Carlson. They don't really have the speedy defensemen. 
they, they just Sedano don't. Char. Sedano Char. Exactly. Get <laughs> pucks behind them, go get it. Yep. I feel like that's the biggest key. If you can win some foot races if you, if you dump the puck in. And they can. Oh, oh we can. We oh. can win foot races. This team gets scooped. For sure. And um, But, yeah, I think that's, that's key to them. Just don't take penalties because that, that Washington power play, they can – they can they can zip it. They can move it. Oh yeah. Second power play in the league. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. When you look at the stats, Bruins have allowed 25 power play goals all year, and nine of them have been from Washington. So I think it's just it's just key not not be stupid. So. And the scary thing is too with the Washington power play, you know what it is going to be like. You know it's been the same setup. Yeah. You got Oshie in the middle, Carlson up top, Ovi on the left. Yeah. And. If you want to cover Ovi, fine. They'll work Backstrom, Kuznetsov, and Oshie in the middle. But you cannot leave Ovi open or he going to score a goal. He big Russian man. He going exactly. to score a goal. Yeah, and, and this is going to sound controversial, but in the game the other night, like Jeremy Swayman just definitely knows more about that. So if, if I'm just talking about the Bruins, you know, their, 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 their goalie duo – I, I, this is an unpopular opinion, but I like Jeremy Swayman a lot, and I'm very confident when he's in that. So if, if Tuca comes out and lays an egg or has to go home again for whatever reason, then I would, I would feel very confident with Jeremy Swayman possibly pulling a Jordan Bennington move and, yeah. and being the rookie goaltender and coming out and, and, and pulling a championship out of his ass. The but, future is bright in that, and which, that who is knew? awesome. Who knew? I had no idea. You had no idea. You had no idea about this kid. Well, no, I knew about him. I didn't know he'd be this good. Okay, this quick. yeah, I give you that. I yeah, give you that. Like, but I, 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 I think... definitely when people ask me about like, the future of the Bruins, like, oh yeah, like uh, I'm like, yeah, but like we got our goalie of the future, with Jeremy Swayman, who's at, he's at UMaine right now. Like that's not how like, he could came out and laid a dud. Yeah, college I mean, hockey goaltenders have never really been a Bruins thing, you know. Yeah, that's true. But I I like him going forward and. Uh, yeah, I like I like I like Jeremy going forward. He's a good kid. I was no, I don't think we'll, I honestly don't good think we're personality Jeremy. too. Yeah, I, I like him too. He's a goalie of the future. But I, I you know you know, with Tuka Rask you obviously never ever know what's gonna happen. Sometimes you do. You could pull a playoff too, which would be great. That's That'd ideal, be, ideal we, for we Bruins fans. We ideal for Bruins that. fans if he comes out and stands on his head, but, but as of right now I, I I like the the duo that they got much. I like the duo that they have got going much more than the one they did last year in the bubble. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that's very besides the point. So um, when you look at it, you know, I think another key is, is going to be the, the bottom six performance of both teams. Because with the Bruins, you got guys like uh, Chris Wagner, Sean Corrali, and Charlie Coyle, who has been a playoff beast in the past. Even last last year in the bubble, he could score a lot. Yeah. But this year, he's just been cold. So. I think it's going to really come down to those guys. Jake DeBrusque playing on the fourth line with mm-hmm. Curtis Lazar and Chris Wagner. Curtis Lazar could be the spark plug to, to get both of those guys going. Which, Very underrated pickup. Yeah, and, I mean, we know the top six is going to go. We, we know Nick Ritchie's going to put a couple in the net. But when you look at the, the bottom six with, with DeBrusque, Lazar, Wagner, Coyle, Corrali, and, and hopefully Ritchie can, can keep doing his thing. Yeah, set, absolutely. That's going to be key for them. I so. think, you know, we all know Corrali's going to bring it because he's just – a beast in the yeah, playoffs. But also every has, had year. A, has had a has had a quiet year. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a fourth line center. You not you don't really expect much from him. Yeah. But, you know, once once the playoffs comes around, there's a you know there's a fire that gets lit under him and he starts buzzing and we need that because I mean, like I, you said, this is coming down to which depth is going to be able to score it's more depth because depth, the, both of these teams' top six are loaded with talent and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna go back and I forth. Mean, we know series, that. It's the biggest coin flip of all time. It's just who who gets the right chances when, whose goaltending is better. Which I I don't know how we have brought this up yet. Vitek Vanacek doesn't have it. 
No. That kid doesn't have it. Nope. Not at all. I mean, if that, you've watched any of his games this year, his rebound control is shaky. He has a ridiculous defense in front of him. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, imagine if they still had Brayden Holpe playing in front of this defense. That was their one question mark. It's, you it's know. goaltending. Is... They're the best team in the league if they have a good goaltender. Exactly. And they're supposed to have Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist was their guy. And then, and then what, heart surgery? Yeah, that, heart surgery, that was tough. Which is just like ridiculous, ridiculously bad luck. But, it, you know, you can't feel bad for the Washington Capitals just based off the amount of depth that they have. Um, but I do like the fact that how we did play them in the regular season. Yeah, we definitely yeah, know how I to play I think this them. was probably the best matchup for us besides maybe the Islanders. Like, we were talking oh, about yeah, this. We, we were talking about this. Um, maybe a couple weeks ago, I didn't want to see Pittsburgh. You didn't want to see Pittsburgh. No, I don't think anybody wants to see Pittsburgh. They played us tough, especially later on in the year. Yeah, I mean, Mike and Sullivan and those guys, they just know how to shut it down. They think, know I mean, when these teams that we've had that we've went far in the playoffs, it's like, you know, go back to 2019. You look at our, you know, Pasta, Bergey, Marshy, you're going to bring it. But who are the other guys going to bring it? Playoff, Kretsch will always bring it. Always. But now it's like Dan you, we don't on that second we, line. we don't have Danton Heinen on the second line. We don't have Jake DeBrusque on the second line. We right. got Craig Smith, who has been awesome Balls for us this wall. year. Probably going to be a great playoff player just because of the energy he brings. Yep, absolutely. The speed, you know, the physicality. Tough start, but you know what? I knew it would come around. He's just a natural goal scorer. Plays hard against the walls, and then obviously Taylor Hall has been lights out. Yeah, I mean, you. We are getting exactly what they wanted to get from him, which is which is great. I mean, like I, when you, when you look at it and the the recent trade acquisitions that the Bruins have had, besides guys like Coyle and Marcus Johansson, you have Rick Nash who was subpar. Lee Stepniak, yeah, Ryan Gianta, Tommy yeah, Wendell. It's, it's, yeah, it's been incredibly underwhelming to have a guy like him come in and just actually produce what people expect him to produce, and especially for the amount that we got him. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing, but it, it means absolutely nothing if you get bounced in the first round. So it's we'll a see how, it's how a, they react. It's a fresh of... Uh, breath of fresh air. It's breath, breath of fresh air. So we... All right, we're 1-1. Language, one, one. language of origin. We're, 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 uh, we're tied 1-1 one, one on the uh, name drops. Yeah. You, had, you had Ben Hutt, now <laughs> yeah, I had ben that. Ben Hutt, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly... Yeah, but honestly... If I'm looking at this from an outsider perspective... I, I love the Bruins' decor. If they can bring you, you have the physicality of Kevin Miller to, to, to uh, I mean, obviously, if, if they can stay healthy, you have the physicality of Kevin Miller to match that physicality of the Washington Capitals. And then, you know, you got that top line of McAvoy, who's been struggling lately. He's been kind of playing bad at a couple bad games against against Washington and, and the Rangers previously. But, yeah. you know, that kid can obviously bring it and, and do his job pretty well. And then if we see Pasternak, Pasternak's kind of, hate to say struggling when a guy scores 20 goals in a 56-game 50, season. Yeah. But he's not he's not definitely not playing how he was earlier in the season and a couple of seasons ago. So if you can see playoff even playoff passion, I know Marshy and Berge are gonna bring it, but if, if that guy that guy can get it going, obviously he had the bad abdomen uh injury in the bubble last season that kinda hindered his performance. But yeah, I mean I, I'm very confident in the Bruins. Obviously this is a heavyweight matchup. Heavy, heavy, heavyweight matchup. This so. is gonna go to the distance. No, I think no. it'll go to the distance. For I think sure. I, but honestly, no bias. I, I do think that we take this in seven. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I think I think know, we've played them good matchup. enough this year to know like what what like what they're gonna do, what how they're gonna attack us, and literally just having uh, Craig Smith and Taylor Hall in that second line now just 
makes everyone feel happy and makes everyone. There's no f- more questions. Yeah, you, you you could just watch them go out. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry about DeBrusque. That's like, probably it. Oh, oh God. Is, is DeBrusque going to score? What about Dan Hyde and how yeah, is he going to put? Right? Oh, Carson Kuhlman, do you think he can play with Krejci? Carson or, Kuhlman was Like, playing. no, you have your top your yeah. top six. It's yeah, solidified. It, it's locked in. Which now, is more than you could say from since probably 2013. 20, yeah, even twenty fourteen. Yeah, you had you had What's Riley that? Smith going up and down. You had Jerome Jerome Aginla, Aginla <laughs> underperforming in the playoffs. All Sorry right, about you're that up one. two one. Yeah, you're it, up two one. It, all right, so uh, well, I mean, with all that said, but yeah, it's 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 all refre- it's refreshing as a Bruins fan to see yeah. that top six finals solidified. And I think the rest of uh, the the league and the fans know that that could be a problem. It's a gonna big be problem. A- those those top six guys, top six guys. You know, could really get it done. Especially Mike Riley, he's been a good addition. I feel like we're not, oh, we haven't talked about him at even, all. We didn't even talk about him. No, yeah. yeah. Well, shoot, you want to talk about him? Talk about him. You want to talk about him? I'll talk about him. All right, you would talk I about mean, Mike the, Riley. I mean, the kid's got eyes on the back of his head. Like, when you when he gets a pinch and you give him the puck and some spacing, like, he can make it happen, especially with the tools that he has on offense. Um, obviously, he's a part of eh, – he's not a part of a- any power play. Unit, but I'm sure if if well they if have he they did sprinkle it. him in a little bit like yeah, with, the, as the with the injuries right now we're running four forwards on most lines so I think with, I with like Chris like in McAvoy the decor everyone I feel like can skate and get up into the play and I right. think that's massive in today's game because you need guys that can get up into the play and make yeah. it like make it odd man situations if it's a three on three up ice get you know you know Grizzlick's not going to be afraid to get up into the play absolutely not. But you know, uh, McAvoy won't be afraid to get up right. there. So I, I like the this Bruins team. I think that this is a team that can go the distance, but you know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good teams. So I'm not promising anything yet, but I definitely think that this Bruins roster can make some noise. Absolute noise. But then you also, you know, I'm giving my prediction. Like you got to think, Washington always has always has guys who can just buzz you up. You have Ovechkin, you have Oshie, obviously you have Manta, who's never sniffed the playoffs. Nope. So like this is new. He's for gonna him. be hungry. You have Tom Wilson, who's buzzing. Garnet Hathaway is always, always you know causing trouble. Pest. Very good defenseman, although slow, can really shut it down. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just gonna come down to probably come down to defense and goaltending. When you ask me, because I know all these both top sixes can bring it. Uh, I'd say Lars Eller is your second center. It's a little bit worse than David Krejci, if you're asking me. Both of these teams have four good lines. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I'd say they're some of the best teams in the league. Who's going to be able to put the puck in the back of the right. net? And who's going to be able to get in on the forecheck and pressure the D? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to come down to, to, to coach's game plan, defense, and goaltending. And in, 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 in that position, I think goaltending is the biggest gap. So I, I'm going to get. I'm going to go. Uh, it's not going to be easy. I'm going to nope. go Bruins in seven. Not at all. All right. I like, I like Bruins in seven, man. Let's go, Bees. Love a seven game series, baby. Love a love a seven game series. Is that it? Oh yeah, I, I'm Bruins? good. I okay, I think Bruins. we covered everything on the bees. All right, I, I think now we move on to now we move on to Toronto and Montreal. <laughs> yeah, so we got battle Battle of Ontario. Yep, got Battle of Ontario here. So um, honestly, I I think we should start off by I'll ask you this question: What do you think Montreal needs to do? Whew. What does Montreal need to do? Haven't had that much success. You need to find a way. You you will never stop. Matthews and Marner and Tavares, wow. but you need to find a way to minimize them. You know, have guys you know trail and play. You know, tap them on the leg, get right. in their heads. Get That's in their you heads. Get, you have to get in their heads. Yeah. And get you got to get a guy like Mitch Marner. Get them off their game. Yeah, 
Because when they're off their when they're game, they are not good. Which but when they've they're been com- playing comfortable all season. Oh my good lord! Against teams like Ottawa and Winnipeg, Montreal can play Vancouver. the chippy game, and Toronto does not want to play the never chippy have game. Been. They, they don't they, want to play the chippy game. They try to get guys like uh, like Wayne, like uh, Joe Thornton and, and Wayne Simmons, but like they just haven't been bringing it. So I think honestly, it's easy. It's easy. Which no, it's this isn't easy, but it's easy to identify that. That if you want to beat these guys, you have to shut down their top line. Mm-hmm. Because they can score every single shift if they need to. But bottom six really just can't. So I think if, if, if you're if you're the Montreal Canadiens or Shea Weber in that locker room, you got you got you gotta be hard on their stars. And if you get rid of their stars, they don't, they can't really get any uh And Montreal's got results. Some, they got some big boys too. Yeah. Josh Anderson. Right. I mean who else? I gotcha. Yeah, they got Josh Anderson, who can obviously throw it on. He's he's got a, a new life on that team. But yeah, you got you got Corey Perry. Yeah, Corey, Corey Perry. He's, yeah. That's that's a guy that you need for this series. Exactly. He is a pest. Get in their head. Get in Matthews' head. Yeah. Get in Marner's head. Get them to head. draw penalties. Yes, exactly. Make them take stupid penalties. Exactly. Hit them every time they get the puck. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's sad too because. They have good guys that that are out, like Brandon Gallagher. He's out for yeah. whoever knows how long. Might be the whole entire season if they make it out. But then you got you got young guys who are going to get their first taste of, of playoff hockey pretty early with Cole Caulfield and, and Nick Suzuki and and, and Kotkin. I mean, he's obviously played it a mm-hmm. little bit, but you, you've got these guys who are eager to to to, to well, build no. their brand as big game players. So. Well, Nick Suzuki really um, in the bubble last year had yeah. a really good um, I don't even bubble hockey. Bubble. Bubble was ridiculous. That's, uh, yeah, uh, it was, but I I think thought. I'd still count it. Yeah, obviously. It's good. It's a, I mean, playoff hockey is a whole different beast. Like, but right. you you still kind of you still feel that energy no matter what. Uh-huh. I mean, in like what I'm saying, they're all they're all, all these things are ifs. If if ands are about to give Montreal can do this, which, mm-hmm. which obviously Toronto is is the is the the favorite, no doubt. Coming out of that north, yep. Yeah, that that horrible horrible north, but um. What a, what a, Crappy division, huh? Crappy. I just I hate talking about it. So okay. but, can we I mean, move if, on? If, if they can get no, we're not done talking. This is a good series. <laughs> this is a good series. As bad as they, I mean, these are the two the two actual decent teams coming out of it, which is great because I didn't talk I, and and Edmonton, but they're Edmonton, just like Winnipeg's Winnipeg. Uh, so yeah, so I think if Cole Caulfield can can, I mean, they don't have any hard D. You know what I mean? No, you got Morgan Riley, Jake. Mu- I mean, Jake Muzzin's probably the end. Bogosian, yeah, but Bogosian's a pylon. He's oh. injured. Oh, he's so, hurt. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. he might be on IR. Yep, he's, that's he's, he's just out. So who knows how long him and him and Hyman are going to be out? So that's huge for their physicality that's game. Massive. So for on, Montreal. you know, on defense, you got Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, and then you got Muzzin and Hall, which is which is okay. I mean, those are those are Hall's big dudes. okay. Muzzin's got, a good top yeah, four guy. Yeah, you know who they have Ben Hutton, not Carter Hutton, Ben. They got Ben Hutton, baby. Ben Hutton. There you yeah, go. Yeah, and they got him and Travis Dermott. So I I honestly think you let these these young guys with the speed and. Uh, Mix and match with with the toughness of, of the Canadians, like they have a chance here. But I honestly just don't think that Matthews and Marner are that unstoppable, especially when they're they're on the same line. They they play yeah. incredible minutes, and then you have Tavares and, and Nylander, and hopefully Felino can can pick it up too. But mm-hmm. who knows? Toronto's I, I, bottom six might pick it up too. Yep, that that's what they're going to need because I don't think I've ever seen a Stanley Cup team in the last ten years, fifteen. Well, for as long as I've been watching hockey, I haven't seen it like two or three guys carry a team to a championship. No. And I, I haven't seen it. This team definitely doesn't have what it takes, but they might have what it takes to beat Montreal. They can Edmonton. go far. I don't think they can win the I cup think, with this team. I think they'll get out of the, the north. Yeah. I think they definitely will, but like not with this lineup that they currently have. Right now, maybe Jack Jack Campbell can 
and pull some magic out. Which yeah, that's good. Great. That's a good story too. Do you, do you ride Jack Campbell? Do you want to throw Freddie back no, into the No, absolutely fray? not. He had his first start since what, like probably February. And yeah, he, he lost in overtime to Ottawa. I mean, that, that guy's not what you're looking for. He's never been what they've been looking for when it comes to playoff goaltending. Yeah, he is. Been so, in a, a notoriously bad playoff goaltender. Yeah, I think if we're talking about outside of this round, uh, I think if Toronto wants to make it really far, their bottom six is going to have to do the job. Yep. So I uh, agree. I feel 100%. Like that's, that's all we have to really say about that. I, I think I'm taking Toronto in five, maybe six. I like Toronto in if, six. Yeah, I like if, Toronto if Montreal in six. Brings I think Montreal is going to play them hard, but I think Montreal will lose a little bit of gas right. in the later games, and I think that's when, you know. Matthews and Marner, that's when they'll start taking over the game. Yeah, I, I, I don't see any of these teams in the North Division really making it out. So Not making any noise. Yeah. Nope. No so, thanks. Speaking of which, we move on to Edmonton and Winnipeg. This is a real snooze fest. Huh? Absolute snooze fest. So Edmonton obviously had, had a great season, but you know more of the same when it comes to their production from their players. McDavid obviously picking up, putting up Gretzky numbers with, with the people around and playing on the line with Jesse Pugliarvi and Dominic Cahoon. But, uh, and Leon Dreisaitl is also lighting it up. So, honestly, I don't see this being very close. I think I think Winnipeg's hitting a cold streak at the wrong time as well. Yep. And uh, their defense just isn't poised enough. Obviously, they they have like veteran guys who 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 been to the playoffs plenty of times. But yeah, you know, it's just gonna be a question as if they can pick it back up and and and, and really and really do something. You know. I let, I I honestly think this is gonna be a clean sweep for Edmonton. Me too. Yeah, I think I think they're just they're they're slumping. I like Connor Hellebuck. I don't like the defense that's in front of him. Obviously, not too bad, but no guys who can really shut down Connor McDavid. You know, no yeah. Shea Weber's or anything. I feel like it's like going to be a very low scoring series. Think but so? McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to obviously Mike produce, gonna... but I think Mike Smith and Hellebuck, that's going to be a great yeah, matchup. Yeah, so I mean, so should we just, you know, no, no point in stressing. I don't think this is, this is going to be an uh, uh, overly entertaining series, so I'm, I'm going to go Edmonton in five. Yeah. Like that? Yep, I love it. Let's get out of this okay. series, pronto. Yeah. Okay. Now, now <laughs> onto the onto the big boys. Here we go. We got uh, you know, the boys from the strip. We got Vegas versus St. Louis, which we hear uh, could potentially change with a uh, with a Colorado win. I think it's tonight. Yeah, something. it is tonight against LA. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see if uh, so this not, nothing's really locked up for them, which is entertaining. So. They so, don't really have anything locked in, but we could just talk about the West as a whole. You know, if we do see uh, Vegas against St. Louis, then then we get a little matchup of uh, Petrangelo against his former team. So who who hates that? And, and Vegas has just been rolling. Which you know, Vegas is a wagon. You love to see. I mean, they obviously have, have built a great decor. I think Alec Martinez might might go back in, into the fray. Max Pacioretty been out for a little bit. Same thing. I don't know if Ryan Reeves is making a return, but they obviously have the players. They they they've traded in and out like they, they have. They got Jan Mark at the deadline. Exactly. Too. They got some toughness. So um, I feel like if if whoever they play, unless they play, I I think they're the team to beat outside out of the West and the North. If you're including that too, I think I think they come out. But I think them against uh, Colorado is going to be a great matchup. That, which we'll talk that'll about, be fun. Which we'll talk about when the time comes, if that time comes. Unless they get upset, which do you think that's even a possibility? I mean. Play out hockey. Exactly, anything could happen. And, and Saint, We've seen crazier things, that's we, for sure. No doubt. And when we, when we talk about St. Louis, I mean, 
made some moves in the offseason by getting Tory Krug, but uh, you know more of this and Mike Coffin, obviously. Yeah. Who plays. Jordan Bennington didn't play that great this year. No, I mean, but you know him. He's he's known for his his playoff magic. And, he can easily and Philly, turn it Philly on. Billy Huso had had a couple strong, a couple good games together. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, when you look at their deep pair, it's not that bad. You know, you got Tory Krug, Justin Falk, Marco Scandella, Pareko, uh, Nico Mikola, and, and and Robert Pertuzzo. Yeah, Pareko. It's it's tough for him because you know he how good he is. It's just he doesn't put it together all the time. It's right. he's and very inconsistent. You see that with with guys of his size and of his of his play style. You don't really know whether you're supposed to put the puck in at or, or or shut or be a shutdown defenseman. But yeah, I like their bottom their bottom line of Kyle Clifford, Sanford, and McEachern. Yeah, they you know, got that's a, not bad. They got the toughness, obviously, and then that's a tough forward group to play against. I mean, we know firsthand. Right, of course, unfortunately. But um, you know, you still have some some of the guys from the run. You got Barbashev, Riley, Perron, Braden Shen, Robert Thomas. You know, so like I I think I don't you know they just barely squeeze. I wouldn't say they squeeze in the playoffs, but they uh they it they, wasn't easy. They beat out Arizona by seven points, even it though it was not easy. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean they 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 didn't play their best puck if if we're being honest. So, um, I think if we do see, I think if we see Colorado versus uh. Versus St. Louis, I think St. Louis uh, will probably beat them in five games. And if, if Colorado plays uh, Minnesota, I think they take them in six games. Just because I, I like this, I like this, uh, I like this division. I like the way that, that Minnesota has played. I like the way St. Louis has played to an extent compared to compared to how they, how you know how they played a couple of years ago. But I, I like this this Minnesota team. They they got swagger. They got they got good guys. They got really good. A lot of good. Yeah, they got Kaprizov. They Kaprizov. They got uh, Erickson Eck. You know. What do, what do you think? I, I talking about Minnesota. I mean, how much of a surprise that was? You know, all these. It's it was like um, uh, Ottawa, Ottawa yep. uh, Island of Misfit Toys. Yep, exactly. Zuccarello, Greenway, uh, Kevin Fiala, Kevin Fiala, Ryan like, Hartman, Kaprizov was a um, great coming over from the KHL. Yeah, exactly. How many goals he scored? Uh, High twenties, I think. Somewhere was, around there, I would honestly that, say. That's always nice to have. Yeah, I mean, you have a guy like that who, who can just buzz. Those Russian players are usually like that. You see guys like Panarin. And you see guys like, like Kuznetsov and Ovi you know, who can just buzz like that. You know, it's just like it's in their pedigree. Their decor is really they're solid. game changers. Cam Talbot, you yeah. know, really good bounce back year. But they've, they've really had an unchanging decor over the last, what, six years? Like, yeah. With, with the replacement of Carson Soucy, I mean, you still have – Matthew Dumba, Jonas Brodeen, Ryan Seward, and Jared Spurgeon. Yeah. So it's it's more of the same for them, and then they've stuck to it, and it's it's kind of working out for them. I and mean, then Colorado is just right. I mean, Colorado's we, disgusting. We can talk about them. I I without a doubt, I think everybody knows that we're all looking forward to the one Western Conference Finals of, or or even if it's, I don't really know how this bracket works, but whenever Vegas and Colorado plays, that it's would going be, to be that would be the, the next series round. to watch. That would, so it'd be second. Colorado round. and Vegas. When they would play each other, yeah, because there, there's only one team coming out of so, each division. So, so Toronto is probably going to make it to the Western so Conference. You're Finals. probably looking at Toronto versus Vegas and Colorado. Yeah, which I like that. I mean, I yeah, love, that's going to be. I love this. This Colorado Vegas team. and Colorado could very much be basically the conference finals. Yeah, for sure. Because of how good those teams are. Yeah. And Toronto. I mean, it, Toronto. You get used to playing the same old teams, and they're not that great. Next thing you know, you're going up against this wagon. Of a Vegas team or a Colorado team, and you're back on your heels. And next thing you know, you're out of the playoffs. So, the way I think this is gonna gonna scrape, uh, you know, 
pick up with, with, at least with this division. You look at Colorado, and they are banged up. They're absolutely banged up. Eric Johnson, Matt Calvert, Pavel Francouz all on the IR, and then you have Bowen Byram, Brendan Saad, both out, and then you have McKinnon and Dubnik who are day to day. So I think they're they're really banged up right now. So I, th- I I still think they get it done. Yes, I can say if they if they do play. Minnesota, which which again I don't think they will. I think it'll end up being Colorado, St. Louis, and Vegas, Minnesota. So I think uh, if we're talking, like I already said, I think I think Colorado and St. Louis would probably go to probably go to five or six, just because of how bang they are. I think I think if Colorado is fully healthy, they sweep St. Louis. Really? Yeah. I'd I'd probably say five games either yeah. or. Like even if they're banged up or if they're healthy, I think St. Louis can steal a game. I think Vegas and Minnesota. I think that's a. I think that's a series that you could see to go seven games. Yeah. Minnesota plays a hard checking game. You say against Vegas. Yeah. So yeah. Vegas plays. I'm high Ve- on Vegas. I think Vegas. Because honestly, realistically, I think Colorado. Colorado should beat LA tonight, and they would get the first seed, so they would play. I'd be surprised if they did, big time. But yeah, I think they definitely will, just because they know what's at stake. Yeah. But they're also very banged up, so I guess we'll see. Vegas and Minnesota. Kings just don't have anything to play for. Great series. I'd love to see yeah, that. So I think we're gonna see Vegas and Minnesota, and I'm and I'm taking I'm taking Vegas in in I'm taking Vegas in five or six. I'm taking Vegas in six. I'm yeah. locking it in. And then we'll we'll see Colorado, St. Louis, and I think they'll be fully healthy by then. Probably gonna be Monday or Tuesday. So I'm oh yeah, I'm taking I'll probably take uh, Colorado in four. Colorado in five. I'll give them five. I I have not seen many things. Obviously, uh, the game last night, St. Louis played against Minnesota. They they absolutely pretty much kicked their ass. I think it was maybe five zip or something. But they play again tonight, along with LA and Colorado, and then of course Vancouver plays a bunch of games into next week just because making up uh, making up lost games. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say I'd say I'd take I'd take uh, Colorado over St. Louis in in, in five games. Yeah. And then that's it. All right, there goes thirty-one yeah, there go. NHL teams. There you go. We, we skirted through them all. Didn't give them. Didn't give them the most attention out of, uh, you know, out of some particular ones. But I think I think I want to cap it off. Talk a little Master and Trophy nominees. What are we doing? Like top three guys here? Yeah, we can just you know pick out ones that we like. I think I have a couple in particular I like to talk about. Yeah, I got a couple. Um, you want to start? Yeah. So first one, um, little hometown bias, Kevin Miller. It's a guy that's stuck with it, you know, yeah. for a couple of years now, you know. And if you watch behind the beat, and they talk about Kevin Miller, about how good of a guy he is, and how hard he works to get, and like how hard, how speak English. You got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. How hard he works to get back to this point. He's a stud. And you know what? He even missed some more games this year, but he keeps fighting through it. I don't think he. I don't think the Masterton Trophy races it. Like, I, there's no chance Kevin Miller gets it. And I mean, then, I think he's a close second or third. And then the next guy, I think, is uh, Jack Campbell. Is a guy that, you know, high draft pick as a goalie, didn't work out in Dallas, went to L.A., didn't work out in L.A., spent a few years in the minors, gets a random chance in Toronto, and then wins, what, nine straight? Nine and oh? Yeah, no, he, he came out and... And, and performing wonderful, he was, he was a wonderful surprise for them, especially when they had some controversy. They were, they were a great team. They just, just you know couldn't figure out the goaltending. This guy comes in and, and just fills that hole. And so yeah, yeah, I think I'm excited to see how he does in the playoffs. But yeah, definitely a great story. But and I, I think I think we can agree on number one. I think if you want to get in, I, I think this is the unanimous one. I think it's Oscar Lindblom. No, no doubt. Uh, went through 370 days of, of of cancer treatment, almost a full year away from hockey. 
tried his best to, to, to play in the bubble and, and, and the was part that of that team. And it's tried just, to play in the bubble. I mean, it's just oh. it's not even close. Absolutely not even close. Now he's he's on the roster. He's on their third line. He's a solid piece of their team. He's only 24 years old. He was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma in December of 2019. And he in the middle of a breakout season, tied tie with the team lead for 11 goals through 30 games. And, you, you know, you could just see how much that team loves him. And now even more so after what he's what he's been through. So to see him already back after one year of having uh, having cancer, I, I don't even think it's ridiculous. So yeah, we'll give him no, a little, little round of applause I mean, for Oscar Limbaugh. Yeah, so I I, I think awesome he's my story. prediction to win it. My I think I think it's a sure. unanimous decision. Yeah, I think I think he'll absolutely absolutely win. He's deservingly so. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, if if I can put a little input on Kevin Miller, the guy, I think uh, knee injuries three times, broke his kneecap twice in a row. From slamming into the boards, like I think not Yuck. not quite not that long uh, after his return. So yeah, definitely. I mean, this, this list is just full of absolute great players. Who've yeah, and that's not a, some it, stuff. There's no knocking anybody on that list. No, I'm I sure think, there are some great stories. Like yeah, but if, you know if, what? If you're just nominated on this list, then yeah, good yeah. On, good on everybody exactly. for getting nominated. But yeah. Oscar Lindblom, Far good on you. You know, thanks for being an inspiration to all of us. You know. Thanks for not quitting. The fact that you even had the balls to try and play in the I bubble, mean, yeah. like that is that's hockey guy mentality. It just shows that he, he is a game. hockey guy. Yeah, I think he takes that without a doubt. But um, dude, uh, do we want to talk some NBA? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think we'll cap it off with NBA. So, so uh, one piece of news that I, I like to talk about is the Celtics and Jalen Brown in general. Like, what do we what do we think about that? I mean, I have hated every single second of Celtics basketball that I've watched all year. <laughs> Personally, man, oh, it is such a. I, I I can't even think of the right words to describe how this Celtics season has gone because we had two All Stars and we've been you know barely hanging in there. Right. What's and then now Jalen Brown gets hurt and now all hope is lost. Oh yeah, I mean, it's frustrating for sure. Very That's frustrating. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. You know. Seems like Brooklyn and the 76ers are the two top dogs in the East, and they'll probably take it, which, you know, you had to expect just because the, the pedigree that the 76ers have and the talent that the Nets accumulated. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad to see just because a team that, that was, you'd love to say, was fighting. The Celtics, I mean, they tried to shake things up. They got rid of Tice. They brought in Mo Wagner. They brought in uh, Evan Fournier, who I like, and I think he'll be a good piece for us next year. But I think Celtics fans, I think it's starting to uh, – I think it's time for you to start thinking about next year. Next year, me too. Yeah, I I don't know. This their, their team, the the team has not played great, even though we've had two All Stars that we've been blessed to watch. Yep, and yet you have the piece of the future. You just love to see a little bit more progress than last year, where you made it the Eastern Need Conference Finals. Need a big man. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know Rob how many times I don't know how many I times Rob I can Williams. I don't know how many times I can scream at the TV, but yeah, yeah. right. I think that's all, yeah. And, oh, uh, in other news, uh, was it yesterday, the 32nd franchise, Seattle Kraken, signed oh, their yeah. first player? Oh, yeah, going back to the NHL, thank Christ. Yeah, yeah, congratulations to them. That, that's, you know, that's always a big step, signing your first player. Um, definitely excited to see where they go. And we'll definitely have an episode where we talk about the expansion draft and everything else like that. So definitely looking forward to that. I think that's in uh, July or June. Yeah, they signed their first yeah, player. Luke Henman is the first ever uh, player in franchise history. Get a little uh, bragging rights for him to be a part of maybe that squad. Maybe we could do a little bit of a uh, little mock draft for a, uh, no expansion doubt. Seattle Kraken. No doubt, but yeah, obviously. I think I like, I like the idea of that. Yeah, me too. I, I, I definitely, uh, after, you know, 
2018 with the Golden Knights and, and how much buzz they brought to the league. That was fun. Yeah, that was that, fun. That, that was fun as hell to watch. So hopefully they bring the same energy. And, and I'm sure as Seattle fans always are. I'm sure they'll be they'll be loud and, and energetic to get in a climate climate pledge arena. But yeah, uh, with, with that all said and done, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Great first episode. We'll see how this sounds on the mic. But yeah, uh, coming at you from uh, doing the most studios. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening. All right, see ya.